The Diablo 4 closed beta has come and gone, and the Diablo 4 open beta is on the horizon. I wanted to give you my gameplay impressions. Now, keep in mind, I put all the good info right here at the beginning of the stream. That way, you don't have to go looking for it. It's a long video because it's a live stream, but I start the video with sort of an opening monologue, so you don't have to go looking for all of the good details. My experience with the Diablo 4 closed beta is mostly positive. I don't really have any major complaints. Obviously, there were some issues that people had run into, but for the most part, I played it loco co-op with my wife, as well as a pretty lengthy session on stream, as well as on Saturday by myself, and I had a very, very good time with the game i want to walk through combat the graphics i do want to address some of the stuff that people are saying about it being too repetitive there's even monetization criticisms that just continue to come out that i do not understand i'm going to try to speak to all of it this is going to be pretty comprehensive even though it was just a beta i actually do think there's a lot to talk about there's good there's bad and then i want to respond to what people are saying about it being repetitive as well as monetization concerns so let's just talk about the good first and foremost i want to talk about the story underneath this heading of good i was impressed with the severity and the dark vibes of the opening scene i un- I-, I intentionally avoided watching scenes and videos up to now and watching it as sort of my first step into gameplay i thought was very excellent not surprising that blizzard has amazing cinematics with gravity and intensity and gross stuff I thought it was done very very well also there have been other scenes as the story progresses that I thought were done rather excellently they were dark they were disturbing I think it really establishes how evil Lilith is I think that's actually important in a game like this to make you have this sense of we need to put a stop to this we need to do the right thing Even side stories, dialogue between NPCs, little scenes and stuff like you find this guy's house. I actually thought it was done very well. The voice acting is top shelf. Even minor characters, I think, have very, very good voice acting. If you've played a lot of games recently, it's obvious when you're playing a game with good voice acting. I heard some people saying there was too much dialogue. I don't really understand this criticism. It's totally optional. You can just skip the dialogue. Whenever I played local co-op with my wife, I was skipping through the dialogue just so we could get to gameplay. Really didn't have an impact on our experience. So I would say the story is shaping up to be absolutely at the top quality, and I'm looking forward to it. Next, I want to talk about combat because I think this is incredibly important, obviously. We ran over the feedback from Force Gaming the other day, and I really think he captured exactly how I feel as well so I was going into this with high expectations because of what force gaming said so it would have been very easy for me to be disappointed by the game's combat because of how high he set the bar just the animation update alone makes the combat feel way more action oriented the moment to moment impact and the satisfaction is at a very very high level this is very important for a game long term that wants people to to constantly come back and play it it is very enjoyable to play each character each class feels unique in how they engage with the enemies you've got things you can do to slow them down stop them kill them quickly i actually thought it felt very unique now i didn't like the barbarian i'm seeing other people say they don't feel like the barbarian's all that strong i attributed my frustrations with the barbarian to 
my inexperience with barbarians. I typically never pick them, but I just couldn't find a build that felt good. I really had the best time with my sorcerer, and my wife was seemingly having a good time with her rogue, and we kind of structured her rogue around a ranged build. I think each of the characters, each of the classes feels very unique. I think they feel awesome. I think the boss fights feel very good. There's a dynamic nature to the boss fights, especially when you're playing solo, because it's all on you. You've got to survive. They do this staggered thing where potions drop every time you get the health bar to one of the arrows. Their attack telegraphing, the overall feel, I think is a huge step up from previous ARPGs that I have played. I really enjoyed it. It reminded me of some of the times I was playing Lost Ark and thought that the boss fights brought something to the table that was very new because ARPGs traditionally, the boss just kind of stands there. You attack the snot out of them. They do something that's very obvious and you kind of get out of the way and then if you don't you get obliterated I felt there was more of an action more of a give and take in the boss fights that I played even one that kind of frustrated me when I died I went back in got in a good rhythm with the different things going on and was able to have a very very good time I think this is hugely important for an ongoing game when basic level combat all the way up to boss fights just feels good the next thing I want to talk about under the good category is the content loop this will always be the biggest challenge for games like this I will say more about the complaints about the repetitive nature of the game at the end of this monologue but for now I will say the content loop did exactly what I wanted it to I was grabbing side quest and I was doing main quest while I was out working on side quests I was stumbling upon open world events caves dungeons and, and more side quests to grab as well this gave the game this emergent feeling and i lost track of time i definitely at multiple points on saturday when i was supposed to stop playing and have my kids stop playing i was like i just want to do one more thing i kind of felt like they do when i tell them to shut the game off and that's a good thing that means they're successfully building a content loop that has you wanting to stay in the loop instead of get out sometimes content loops immediately become sort of exhaustive and irritating and you want to just stop playing I never once got that feeling in the Diablo 4 beta this is a good sign for longevity if they can capture this feeling long term with seasonal content as well as expansions next I want to talk about build diversity I would encourage anyone playing the Diablo 4 beta you've got the Diablo 4 open beta coming up I would tell you to respec and respec often especially early on if something doesn't feel right if you're not enjoying something change everything it's not that expensive the flow of combat and your character's sense of strength really hinges on it jiving with you i made a couple of adjustments with my sorcerer the whole game felt different and then when i was playing with the barbarian i had what felt like a good build it wasn't a bad build and i changed some things and it felt terrible and so i switched back so respect and respect often people confer- concerned about like the price of respecting i don't think it ever got too high the flow of loot and gold is very generous i agreed with asmund gold on this he said listen that gold sink is nothing you're just going to have so much the amount of loot you're getting and how much you can sell it for it's not going to be a problem there were clearly different approaches to each of the classes as an example the rogue 
we built my wife's rogue all range and it's very clear you know what how to do that with the color coding but you could also build a rogue that's no range at all or you could build a rogue that's a hybrid i think that that just that visual indicator of hey look you can approach this character multiple different ways is a good system i think this shows good commitment to build diversity and player preference this ties into the game's health long term because fresh characters and fresh builds can feel fun try a new style with this build or this character that's familiar or you can bounce around different builds when it's a brand new class to you Now, I wanted to include this in my good section, Transmog, because many people might overlook some of the really, really good changes and updates they have done to Transmog. It's the little things that can help a a game feel good and enjoyable for long play sessions. The more tedium and the more more awkwardness in a game's content loop, the more you're going to want to stop playing. For example, you're able to just keep the Transmog even once you're out and about and getting new loot. I was literally about to say, while I was playing Diablo 4, I was literally close to saying, yeah, I spent all that time transmogging, but the minute I find stronger gear, it's going to make me look different. And then I equipped a piece of stronger gear, and I didn't look different. Now, you might say, that's not that big of a deal. Yes, it is. That removes one flat tire that can start to add up. You can start to feel like death by a thousand paper cuts when there's all these little flat tire things that disrupt what you want to do. Now, you can toggle transmog off to be like, oh, I would like to see what this new piece of gear looks like. And then toggle it right back on if it looks kind of ugly or doesn't really match your look. These are the types of things that help a game pull you in for long play sessions because you're not constantly getting stuck on and snagged on little tedious things that you have to do. You spend all that time transmogging and then you immediately don't look like yourself in other games that don't have this system. Diablo 4, I believe, has brought transmog forward in a good way. Next, I want to talk about the audio effects and the original soundtrack. This one's not going to get enough attention, I fear. I feel so bad for good audio engineers and people who make really good music. They tend to get sort of pushed to the side because you only really notice bad sound or bad music. You tend to not notice good sound and good music. If you go to a concert and it sounds amazing, you don't take notice. But if you go to a concert and it sounds terrible, you take notice. So give the sound designers and the engineers some credit because I'm going to right now. The sound effects are incredible. Attacks have this crackle and this crunch and this weight behind them. It makes destroying barrels or enemies just absolutely enjoyable the most basic behavior in the game you feel like it's happening this re-emphasizes the action feel of the game it really puts you into those those caverns and those fights and i think this goes hand in hand with the animation update that they did like when you're spinning or pounding you feel it and it impacts the world and it impacts the enemies it's all working in tandem to deliver a better moment-to-moment action feel and you cannot ignore how the sound is playing a role the original soundtrack is absolutely top shelf it reminded me of uh open world exploring 
in Elden Ring, when the music is just pleasant and enjoyable, also constant, giving sort of an epic feel to the game, yet also being sort of pleasant, like you just want to be in the world. Long term, this might land on people differently, but to this day, I love setting out in the open world in Elden Ring, that single note that the... I knocked my glasses off. Unbelievable. That single note that carries in the background. That's a show first. I knocked my own glasses off. That single note that carries in the background is just wonderful. It makes it feel like something special is happening. You're actually in this phenomenal world. You're in this place that is magical and and sort of worthy of exploration. Now, some people might turn the music off long term. Maybe they'll get sick of it, but I thought it was excellent. Now, I want to talk about graphics because this is something that many, many people can be dismissive of, right? I've seen negative responses to the graphics. I've had people say that it just looks like Diablo Immortal or Diablo 3. And side-by-side comparisons, I think, will demonstrate that this is just not subjective opinion. This is wrong. I don't think you can substantiate that this game looks like Diablo Immortal or looks just like Diablo 3. I genuinely think this. This is not shade. I'm not trying to be hateful. I genuinely think people need to upgrade their televisions, their monitors, double-check their HDMI cables, because I see comments like this, and I can't help but think, what are you watching these videos on? I'm convinced many people who immediately say gameplay doesn't look any better. We ran into this with some PS5 games. I think we're dealing with a technical problem, and let me attempt to prove it. I got a second television from Costco because I wanted to have a television for my wife and I to play Returnal on the PS5 for. The HDMI cable that came with the television was terrible. I was like, why does this look so bad? I don't understand why Returnal looks this bad. I was like, this is a good television. What's the deal? And somebody said, swap out the HDMI cables. I swapped out the HDMI cable and Returnal looked like a different game. It was that stark. It was that different. And this was the cable that came with it in the box. So it wouldn't surprise me that there are many people out there running junk garbage cables that their television came with. And they're like, I don't get it. It doesn't look any better. Well, I I consider double checking all of your HDMI cables and the settings on your television because I don't know how anybody could say that this game looks just like Diablo Immortal or Diablo 3. It has a more gritty, real-world-looking feel. Now, some have said it looks generic, which I would expect in some of the earlier areas we're fighting more basic enemies. It's a lot of snow, it's a lot of trees, and a lot of caves. Now, I do think, though, when you leave behind the more stylized approach of the previous Diablo games, there's those, I forget their name, there's those red guys that are like, Raganishu, those guys don't quite look the same anymore. They kind of look a little more bland, a little more basic. So I could see people saying, well, the game looks generic now. Well, they left behind a stylized, almost comic book look where everything's bright red and they look like they're sort of ripped out of a cel-shaded video game. Not that they are cel-shaded, but you know what I mean. I don't think this will hurt the game's identity long term. I don't think the game has a generic look and feel. I really think it'll be fine because number one, it's Diablo. And number two, I think the content loop and the gameplay hooks will be the true test. So that's all of the good things that I had to say. This monologue ended up way longer than I expected. That's one of the reasons I was late this morning. I thought I was going to write a couple pages 
And I wrote way more than that. So, let's move from the bad, I'm sorry, from the good to the bad. The queue times. Well, queue times are normal, aren't they, for your launch dates and for your betas. However, queue times for a closed beta that you had to pre-order the game, or I guess buy a chicken sandwich for, uh, that just felt a little bit out of place. I was not anticipating this. My producer was not anticipating this. He's like, come on, it's Blizzard and it's pre-orders. It's 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 a closed beta. There's not going to be queue times. Oh, there were queue times. They were from 60 to 90 minutes, which is pretty long considering the fact that this was the smallest batch of people that were likely going to try to jump in at the same time because it's closed, it ain't open, and it ain't launch date. So that's a little concerning long term. Now for a Friday, I will say 60 to 90 minutes is pretty impressive, but it's also irritating because people are like, man, I kind of paid for this, right? It's a beta. Well, they paid for access to the beta. This wasn't free. This was something that people paid for. Well, you can cancel your pre-order. Shut up. Like, I just want to tell people to shut up. Like, let people be irritated. I don't think there's anything wrong with people being like, man, I I literally pre-ordered so I could play this and I can't play this. This is the day that I set aside to play. And, you know, 60 to 90 minutes in a queue is a bit of a buzzkill, especially if you set aside two or three hours to play. You just lost about half that play session. And so it's understandable that people were irritated. Now, one positive thing I'll say about the queues is they give you a minute estimate instead of just some random number. Like knowing that your queue person 23,000 doesn't do anything for your mood. It just kind of pokes you in the eye. But when it's like, hey... Your estimated wait time is 42 minutes. Well, that's a little bit more tolerable, right? You can go take a shower, make a sandwich. You can go for a walk. You can do something and know that like, okay, I'm not going to suddenly get dropped in the game. Now, I would encourage you to shave 10 or 15 minutes off the queue times because sometimes it jumps. So if it's telling you 45 minutes, I would check back in 20 to 30 because you might get in earlier than you expected and you don't want to get kicked for inactivity. So I do think the way that they set up the queue times is the right way, but this was a negative. I think there are two extremes when it comes to queue times in video games. Get over it. You should expect this. Shut up. Like, shut up. Everybody's irritated. Lecturing people isn't helpful, okay? It's understandable that by now, consumers are expecting better. We're like, haven't you guys figured this out yet? Haven't you had some tech advancements with getting people into the game all at the same time? You saw how many people pre-ordered. You saw how many people installed the game. It's like an 80-gig install. Nobody installed this game lightning quick. Well, I think this one was like a 40-gig install. It's not a it's not a mystery that oh oh here's the number of code redemptions we saw here's the number of installs that we saw I get why people are irritated now there's another extreme here of saying well this is outrageous I paid money this is a ripoff right I don't think either of these extremes is helpful dismissal of people's frustration is just condescending you're just being a jerk to feel superior and then the other people are just overreacting like i think it's completely fair to say hey this is frustrating i think it's fair to ask questions like how have you guys not figured this out yet you know there's no tech innovation i guess in this in this realm and in this world even from the biggest companies for a closed beta people like well that's the purpose of a beta stress testing servers is great but like not being able to get in i mean i guess that's stressing Maybe they're testing protocol 
uh, for getting people in. Another negative that I experienced was in-game lag. Now, I don't think this is going to be something that persists, but there was definite in-game lag when you would come into a town and leave a town, and I also got some in-game lag in the open world and the dungeons. This is not a huge deal. Hopefully, they can smooth this over. This is something that's expected, I think, in a beta. That's actually, I think, a fair pushback. If I'm like, oh, it was kind of lagging, people being like, well, it's a beta. Yeah, you're exactly right. There were also some what I call weird stuns in the game. I'm not sure what this was. My character just wouldn't do anything. I would freeze everybody, and I had a a sorcerer set up to where if they're frozen and I kill them, it makes my freeze ability come back faster. That feels really good. So instead of waiting for like 10 or 12 seconds, I could lower it to like five or six. That always felt awesome, like keeping some combat momentum up. But I would freeze everybody and there were times where my character would just stand there. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm not stunned. There's nothing on the ground. There's no traps. Nothing's going on. My character's just not doing anything. Now, I don't know if this is even feasible, but... The button for picking up and the button for basic attack being on the same button might be causing issues. There were times where I would go to hit the button and there'd be something on the ground and I'd like pick that up instead of attacking. I would love to be able to separate interaction and pick up from basic attack. I never will understand why games do that. They're like, oh yeah, the thing that you're constantly smacking, the thing that you're constantly pressing to attack the enemies. Yeah, that's also the button for picking things up off the ground so hopefully that never causes any confusion yeah it does cause confusion knock it off like separate the button so that I can do things differently and more independently even if I have to hold a button down and then smack X to pick things up that'd be great because then I would never ever make the mistake of uh, of of that now if you run into the butcher like I did uh, he will make light work of you this felt a little cheesy and a little cheap but I'm sure it's great fan service for people that love to see the butcher uh, and he will absolutely chop your your head off the only other thing i have negative to say before i kind of get into my thoughts and conclusions and speak to the repetitive nature of the game the local co-op queue okay if you're not aware (laughs) this game's local co-op's awesome like i turned my wife's controller on it said press a button to join so i logged her in on her account on my playstation i pressed a button to join and nothing happened the reason nothing happened is it's putting her through the queue which doesn't make any sense. I have an instance. I'm in the game. Let her join my instance. I would love for this to be updated. Not that queue times are going to be common, but when queue times are happening and I want to play locally with my wife, like, why not let us do that? Like, if I've got two PlayStation 5s, and imagine one night I'm in, I'm playing, I'm having a good time, and and I say, all right, here's the deal. Uh, you... You come, and you come play with me because the queue times are too high. Well, we can't do that. We can't bypass the queue time. So I just don't get why they do this. It's not really a true local co-op if you're going to funnel somebody through the queue. Long term, there probably aren't going to be queue times all that often uh, because, you know, you would think the server stabilized. But again, it's local co-op. So this, to me, was a negative, all right? Overall, the Diablo 4 beta delivered what I wanted. It has me very excited for the full launch of the game. And I'm going to give you my final thoughts and conclusions about repetition. But for those of you watching the video elsewhere, that's the end of the video. So let me give you my final thoughts 
and my conclusion. Diablo 4 nails way more than it misses with respect to combat, content loop, general gameplay design. This stands to be one of the biggest games of the year and a long-standing live service game. I continue to see signs of an MMO in disguise, and time will tell if they let those things sort of come to the surface so that people can clearly see what this game is. There are people everywhere. There are other players everywhere. This does not feel like some simple little rinky-dinky online ARPG. This feels like an MMO in disguise. I don't want to debate that anymore. If you want to watch my video where I make my case that it's an MMO in disguise, it's a very exhaustive argument that I put out, and I point to all of the different systems. The second thing I want to say is a few of the rough edges can be smoothed over before launch to make for a great game. I see nothing systemic or endemic to the game that has me worried yet, which leads to my response to some of the things going on. Many people are saying that the Diablo 4 beta has shown them that the game is too repetitive and there's also concerns about monetization with the battle pass with the early access. So I kind of wanted to address that. Number one, repetitive, okay? It just needs to be said that all games like this by nature are repetitive. I don't think you can get away from it. I don't think it is a problem. I don't think many people play games like this expecting it to to not be repetitive. It, it's part and parcel to how these games are built. The thing to remember is uh, even Asmongold said this, so I'm kind of pushing back a little bit on what Asmongold said. He said, oh yeah, you know, the dungeons were repetitive, you know, and he, he listed off all the different types of dungeons. My pushback on what he said, I think he's been spot on on other aspects of the game because he's pushed back on some of the monetization criticism. I'm kind of going to join him in that in a moment in this video, but first I want to say this. We've got to remember this is only one of five regions, okay? you got to think back to the first time you were playing Diablo 2 and you got to the desert. And it felt really good to suddenly be in an area where the sun was brighter and the enemies were different and the sound was different. Then you had sewers. All of a sudden you're in celestial environments and then you're in underworlds and caves and hell. And I remember the bugs. The bugs were the worst. I remember you, you would go down and I would play this Diablo 2 with my friend and there was freaking bugs everywhere and it was gross, right? We haven't gotten that experience yet. We played one region, we played one act, we've played roughly a fourth of the player leveling experience, you know, level 25. We played roughly one-fifth of the game, though, because there are five regions. So we haven't had time to experience anything different yet. You have to let the breadth of the game come out. This is a small slice in, in many respects. If you think about how big the game is, how long they intend to use it, this is not going to be the entirety of the game. Also, you're playing a game that has 150 dungeons, seasonal content, it uses procedural generation to keep things feeling different, and then you play Act 1, the first region, and you're like, yeah, it felt a little repetitive. This is just not a concern for me. The ground level experience in these games will be repetitive. All the things I talked about before are what matter. The content loop, the combat, the sound design, that sense of the moment to moment just feels good. When I played through with my wife, I went into an area that I had already previously played through and it felt completely differently. The layout was different. The enemies were different. And I was like, this doesn't feel like what I played earlier. I actually thought that we did the wrong thing. I was like, did we go the wrong place and then I remembered oh no yeah this is all 
going to be random and going to be different. So I think the charge that it is repetitive is a bit empty. Even Asmongold dismissed a guy who said, yeah, I bought Diablo 4 and canceled my pre-order because it just felt like more Diablo. And he was like, well, yeah, what did you expect? Well, I would say the same thing about an ongoing live service game. What did you expect? It's going to use repetitious activities. The question is, do those activities feel good? Are they satisfying? Are they rewarding? Those questions matter more than just sort of the quick dismissal of, oh, it's just repetitive. Now, Asmongold wasn't saying it was too repetitive to enjoy. He was just sort of affirming some of the feedback, and he did mention that the dungeons felt a little bit repetitive. His overall feeling on the game was pretty positive. He says it wasn't life-changing, but he, he, he walked away with a pretty positive feel about the game. Now, the monetization. This one just keeps coming up, and I feel like people are forcing the issue. I don't feel like this is a genuine criticism. I feel like people are desperate to say something negative. People are still wailing and crying about the four days of early access. It's unfair. It's not right. Listen, there is absolutely nothing wrong with a company charging for early access. That's completely voluntary. You don't have to do it. It's, it's like any other early adoption within tech or entertainment. You will pay more. You pay more the first week that a video becomes streamable. You pay more because you either buy it at the full premium price or you pay the rental fee, and the rental fee is sometimes increased during those first couple of weeks. You pay more than the people that wait a little bit. You're going to pay more for early adoption and early access. This is an industry standard virtually across the board. There's also no race when the game comes out. The game launches in a preseason format, so there is no concern about you actually getting some kind of a head start. You know, people are complaining about, oh, you'll have a head start on PvP. PvP is level gated, so it's not like you're going to have a huge advantage over anybody. The advantage of four days early evaporates after about two weeks because people's lives sort of hit equilibrium. So sure, you could go crazy for those first four days and get a huge head start, but eventually life's going to settle back into place and you're going to have to go back to work or, you know, you're going to have to go make your bed and clean your room because your mom won't let you play if you don't. Like, you're going to have to take breaks and these other people that couldn't play four days early are going to start to close those gaps the game will sort of settle and you also have to consider something life isn't fair there could be a guy right now who who's going to jump in on launch day he's not going to pay for early access but he's going to jump in on launch day and uh he got a huge settlement or his parents are independently wealthy and he can just play all day every day and you can't like that's that's just how life goes man people are going to get to play more than you they're going to play longer than you they're going to get farther than you faster than you that's the way it works this is a non-issue this is a non-starter now other people are taking issue with the battle pass saying that like it's going to deal in FOMO and there's so much presumption around the battle pass that I am willing to reserve judgment. Okay. Battle passes are an industry standard right now. They're not toxic. They're not bad. Everybody talks as if they're bad. I don't see it having a degradation or a degrading effect on uh, Fortnite, Call of Duty, Destiny, any of these games that do battle passes. I have not seen any sort of degrading quality. I've not seen the content uh, harmed in any way. Even some of these content, uh, these people that make the games come out and say that like this is really a great way for them to monetize. It helps them support the game. It helps sort of subsidize the game. This again is a non-issue. You're coming at a live service game 
and you're getting upset about industry standard live service practices okay that's weird it's a little delusional to come in a game that is set to last for 10 years and do seasons the seasons are free every couple of months what every four months you don't pay a dime battle pass is completely voluntary and optional and you're getting upset about stuff that is part and parcel to the game you're coming at it would like being it, it would like go to a fast food restaurant and be like i can't believe there's not more healthy food here yeah yeah you went to a fast food restaurant you're coming at a live service game there's going to be live service elements get over it or don't play like oh, the get over it or don't play is not really a response yes it is because you're coming at a live service game that would be like me playing a sports game be like i don't understand why there's all these sports in my sports game live service games do things like this they do battle passes they do ongoing content to subsidize and pay for the ongoing content your initial purchase doesn't mean jack squat six months from now if they're supporting the game updating the game patching the game adding content throwing in seasons throwing in new experiences throwing in new content you you bought the game six months ago no one cares about that anymore they need more money like that's the way these games operate that's 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 not me defending corporate greed. That's literally the structure of how these games survive from a revenue perspective. So my conclusion is this. Diablo 4 is set to be a massive, massive, massive success. And from where I sit, it'll be around for a long time. And that's it. That's a show open. I That's a 32-minute show open. I didn't anticipate that. I, I, I can't believe how long that got. I am really sorry. There was so much to say. I honestly, I honestly didn't write my show until this morning, and I was like, oh, man, uh, this is way longer than I thought it would be. Explain No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is uh, owned and operated and sustained by Hello Games, which has like eight employees. That's a checkmate. Like, what do you want? No Man's Sky also continues to charge you full price for the game years after it came out. That's how it supports them. They do a free update. It creates hype. Everybody piles back in the game, and then people go and buy it at full price, and they make enough money to keep things going. They have, like, eight employees. Like, do you know what I'm saying? You could fit No Man's Sky staff in a full-size van. And and you, you, you think this the Diablo 4 team... There's probably not a team at the Diablo 4 headquarters that is that is that size. Like the team that made the swords, they might be that big. You see what I'm saying? The size and scope of this game and what they're attempting to do, you can't compare it to No Man's Sky. I got to thank some people. Jeffrey Richards with 500 yen. I enjoyed my time in Diablo 4 even though uh, with the cues, I give it an eight and a half out of ten for me. Just need a few skills to be buffed. Lightning spear and orb damage was too slow. I love sorcerer. He fe- it felt so good. Julio with fifteen months. James with nine months. Thank you guys for renewing those members. Good morning. Had a blast at the beta. They improved the queue time. I'm very happy about it. Thanks for the chicken sandwich. Thanks to the chicken sandwich. And Jeffrey Richard get- gifted a membership, and it went to Alexander Smith. Guys, let's start things right here. You're still about 500 members away from a Just Dance stream. You guys are maintaining 2,500 members, so keep it going. Keep those gifted members rolling in. Every day we set a goal of 25 members. I cannot believe I knocked my glasses off in the show open. I have never done that before. Clay Rowe, uh, Clay Rowe to Derp. 
Thank you so much for an entire year of support, a whole year. Keep up the great content. That's a 12-month milestone, a 14-month milestone from Mick D09. Says, smash the like button. There's over 600 people here. You guys should easily be getting us to 200 likes by now. Thank you so much for being here. Hitting the like button will help more people find this video. If you're enjoying my coverage and my content, feel free to do that. I'm not streaming on the other platform today. I didn't feel like it. I had a bit of a busy morning. (laughs) We had a mouse problem. Uh, I had to throw out a dead mouse. The Blizz Cafeteria staff is bigger than the entire No Man's Sky team. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The Deadpool shirt is fire. Thank you. If you ever like my my uh, my attire, it's almost always from 80s tees or into the AM. Use code LONO at either one of those sites. EOE is a live service with no battle pass. They're doing fine. Really? Ban evasion. I unbanned your other account, by the way. Anung Unrama, I unbanned your other account. Don't come in here on a number two because you thought I banned you. I just turned it into a timeout the other day. And nobody argued that you can't do it. I didn't argue that you can't do live service without a battle pass. I said, coming at a live service game and being angry about industry standard live service practices it that doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all like a battle pass really listen if all it takes is a voluntary purchase of a battle pass with cosmetics if that's all it takes to ruin a game for you then i, I don't think you're going to like the game your your desire and and a potential enjoyment of the game is too fragile it's too fragile that's all it takes for you to be like, yeah, I, I can't play the game, I can't support the game, can't enjoy the game. Because every four months, they're going to give me a bunch of free content and new things to go do. But there's this voluntary side purchase I could do if I wanted to where I could get more cosmetics. And I just, that's going to ruin the game for me. I, I think your affinity for the game is way too thin and way too fragile. If that's all it takes to do. That's all it takes to break it. I think even talking about the monetization battle is not going to do Blizzard any favors at this point. In what in what way? What do you mean? What I'm super fragile about Diablo 4? Why? What That's totally fine by the way. I'm not going to try to convince anybody that they should like the game. I'm not going to try to convince anybody that they should like the game, but I'm genuinely curious why you would think, "Oh yeah, my de- my desire to play the game, uh, my desire to to enjoy the game, it's pretty fragile. I I'm, I'm not I'm not big big on this game right now. Why? What what did you experience in the beta that you feel like is sort of out of out of place or wrong or bad?" Hmm. Who's angry? I imagine people understand this at this point. Desi's been making bank for years now with season passes. Are you playing uh, a rodent trapper in your new D&D adventure? Yeah, that's that's what it is, Eugene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weather got really warm and then it got really cold, so all of a sudden I got a little I got a little I got a little mice in my basement. They come they they find cracks. I don't know how they're getting in. I'll have to figure that out. Um Lono, see you've been called out by the botter. The botter who likes to chuckle and show the top of his head? I don't know who you're talking about. Um, I'm half with Mark. I did expect more from D4. It still looks a lot like D3. Okay, hang on, SDO. I want before I before I push back on what you're saying, I want to understand what you're saying. 
how does this look a lot like Diablo 3? Like, I, I'm not, I, I don't get that. I don't get what people are seeing. I just mean that talking about Diablo 4 monetization battle pass won't help Blizzard because there's been so many other negatives. Oh, I see what you're saying, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, time for a cat. Yeah. My cats never caught them at the old place. They were too lazy. Turboverse? I don't even know what Turboverse is. We had mice for a while at the beginning of the winter. Yeah, when it gets cold, that's just what they do. Fritanga Plays made a video about about what? How How it's like Diablo 3? The inventory menus are colorful like WoW. Path of Exile survives completely on their storefront and cosmetics. Right, so that's my question then, Jake. If somebody's going to say, well, Path of Exile doesn't do a battle pass, what difference does it make if they're if they have if they're if they literally live off cosmetics? POE is funded by microtransactions. How's that any different? Thank you, Eugene. That's exactly what I thought. I was like that feels like a logical inconsistency. Be like, well, battle passes are terrible, but a cosmetic store is fine. I, wh- can you draw the categorical difference between the two for me? Because I don't see much of a difference, other than actually, actually, traditionally, in my experience, you get way more value out of a battle pass than individual purchases. Because if you compare the number of items that you get in like a Fortnite battle pass or like a Destiny battle pass, you'll you'll you will 100% find that the battle pass is a really really great deal. Oh, Jake, you're saying it's exactly the same. Okay. Calling you out? Oh, somebody's calling me out. Oh, I'm so terrified. Yeah. Look at all what Twitter did by calling me out. Pushed me to 1300 followers on a on a small new Twitter account that I was using haphazardly as like a secondary Twitter account. They're like this guy's trying to hide. I it's like I've not gone anywhere, <laughs> but, but okay. Like I've been streaming for on YouTube for almost three years, and I, I've I've not gone anywhere. I'm still here. <laughs> They're just real angry. I didn't achieve much other than increasing my sub count on my YouTube channel and my follower count on Twitter. POE also hides quality of life updates behind microtransactions with more inventory slots, better organization tools, and so forth. The beta will become open for everybody this Friday. The Diablo 4 open beta starts this Friday. We just came out of the closed beta, and my thoughts were mostly positive. This was everything I was hoping for. The real big takeaway for me is that the moment-to-moment action and combat, it just feels so good to be in this game. I think that, like, that's how, to me, that's how you keep people in this game. You just make it feel good. It sounds good. It's crunchy. It's crackling. It's pounding. It's popping. It's great. The sound effects, the animations, it's a, it's wonderful. So funny how a quick Google search destroyed Path of Exile as a paragon of monetization practices. Right? Right, like, everybody's like, battle pass this, battle pass that. Well, Path of Exile doesn't do a battle pass. Right, but Path of Exile does their own form of monetization. I don't understand what you're talking about. That's the best beta experience I've ever had, says Detective Seeds. Few issues aside, on the first day to get servers to adjust, it was really well presented. 
yeah, I, I even said this, Detective Seeds, as annoying as Q times are, I like that they tell you how long. Instead of being like, yeah, you're in Q line 3002, you're like, what the frick? What does that mean? It's like, no, you're going to be in Q for about 41 minutes. You're going to be in Q for about 64 minutes. That's great. That's great. Now, this weekend with the open beta, it doesn't bode well for the open beta. I will say that. Uh, the open beta, you're going to have way more people piling in. You're going to have way more people trying to jump in this weekend. You're not limiting it to people who like pre-ordered the game. You're not limiting it to people who bought a chicken sandwich. Like you're you're opening up the floodgates this weekend. We'll see how well it goes. Uh, POE is almost mandatory for you to put money for some stuff if you want to take it seriously. Yeah, it's like Elder Scrolls Online. It's like ESO. It's like the crafting bag, you know? Oh, yeah, you want to play? You want to you wanna get in here? Yeah, you, 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 if you want to play long-term, the value of the crafting bag, the value of ESO subservice, it speaks for itself. Talk to anybody who plays ESO. That's always the question for me. The question is not, does a game have monetization? An ongoing game, Right? Yo, casual grinder getting us going on the sub goal. You guys are seriously within 500 members of the Just Dance stream. Our next big milestone is 3,000 members. You guys have been keeping it going. If you guys have been enjoying my content with any regularity recently, consider becoming a member or gifting a member. Chris F., Slow Mobius, Slob Rat, Richard White, and Z Mills. You guys all got a gifted membership from Casual Grinder. That means you can hang out with us for our end of the day debrief. That means you can watch streams with my wife. We did a Star Wars watch party this past weekend. My wife and I played local Diablo 4. Those are things you get to take part in if you are a member. Uh, now they have servers adjusted from the close. We might see a few hours of issues Friday, but I think it will smooth out in the evening again. Just my thought on it. Yeah, more than likely. What's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Why is there even a wait time? Most betas aren't like that, right? Well, most betas aren't Diablo 4. I mean, this is going to be the second largest game of the year. I think Hogwarts Legacy is going to be the biggest game of the year with respect to commercial success and total sales. I think Diablo 4 is an easy second place. I, I It might edge out Hogwarts, but I don't know. Hogwarts is hasn't even hit old gen in Nintendo Switch yet. So, you know, Diablo 4 is not your average beta this is this is this is a massive game that just absolutely enormous i just might sit for this on game pass if the deal goes through well that's probably not going to happen lion because one of the regulators just pushed their deadline back to late may i don't think that if if you're waiting for like that all the way to late may there's no way the ink dries fast enough to june 6th throw this on game pass now if the deal goes through and they throw it on game pass in august or july or september yeah sure go for it brother in in fact this is a perfect game for game pass after its launch date right you get six months into the life cycle of the game and then who the frick cares get people in the funnel and then get them paying for battle passes and cosmetics um i prefer microtransactions because i rarely finish battle passes i get distracted with other games uh or with life stuff and i miss lots of free content well sure sure casey and i think that's a personal subjective preference and i think your preference is 100 legitimate and well stated 
but that doesn't mean that battle passes are wrong or bad or it's going to ruin Diablo 4. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I think sometimes people take a per- I don't think you're doing this, by the way, Casey, but I do think people take their personal preference and they say, oh, come on, man. I don't have time for this. Oh, well, okay. Th- it, then it's not designed for you. Seasonal content, seasonal grind, battle passes, companies do it because it works. It gets people to come back. It gets people to keep playing. It gets people to spend money. If you fall outside of that bell curve of player and you don't buy the battle pass or you struggle to finish battle passes that you buy, that's a bummer. That's sort of your trajectory as a gamer. It's not an indictment of battle passes. Do you understand? I like how someone tried to report you for bullying. Homie, when you spl- listen, listen. The axiom is is rep been so beautifully represented over the weekend. When you speak the truth, people will attack you personally. Like that's all it takes for the fragility of the internet to be provoked. Truth. It's like it's like salt in the eye of people with zero character and integrity. They can't take it. They just immediately start crying and lash out. Have you seen Ricky Gervais's sketch about things not being for you? It's 10 out of 10. No, I've not seen that. I've not seen that. I think people forget that the alpha uh, alpha's a few thousand participants, and then when you open the gates for a closed beta, it's like going from a soft open restaurant to the full open. It takes time to adjust. Listen, there, there was a good thread. I wish I could find it. Lono bullies me because I wear a cowboy hat? No, I don't. The there was a great thread on this and I wish I could find it. There was a guy who basically said this is why cues happen. It's anomalous player behavior. This isn't normal. It's not something the player base does because after a few days it's just a normal rhythm. It's not everybody trying to come in at once. I think he gave the analogy of Imagine a giant concert venue and there's 10 doors to get in and the concert venue seats 20,000 people. Once all 20,000 people are in and seated, you can come and go as you please. You can go back out to your car, come back in, right? Show your show your ticket stub and there's no line. Why? Well, because everybody's in and seated. Everybody's doing their thing. But if you have all those doors closed and you got 20,000 people outside like ready to go, they're like, I can't wait to see Tay-Tay. And then you open up the doors, it's going to take forever for all 20,000 people to get in. Now, nobody could say, this is unbelievable. This concert venue sits 20,000 people. Why am I not already seated? It's a technological problem that honestly probably doesn't have a solution. You can't build a highway with 25 lanes for peak rush hour traffic. You make it four or five lanes wide and you deal with it during rush hour. That's another great way of looking at it. Thank you, Zubair. I I don't think there's a technological solution here. Now, 
Asmongold in his one video he put the WoW community kind of on blast he said they were going to do cross region servers and they were going to do all this technological innovation to get rid of queue times or to minimize them and the, and the community raged against it and so here we are we have queue times right because nobody wanted that I don't think his pushback applies to Diablo 4 because I'm not in a region. I'm not on a particular server. I'm just booting up and trying to play. Sorry about your experience, cowboy. You should not be made fun of because of the funny hat that you wear or your height. Lion. I'm I'm short. I'm 5'6". So step lightly. <laughs> it was Borderlands, I think. You could switch which challenge track you were doing. Oh, you guys are talking about something else. Paul says, all at once, it's basically a DDoS attack on the servers. They have to queue. Yeah, you're going to fry everything. If there was no queue, you just fry the servers. You, you know, everything would be melting. I think if you pay for pre-order benefits to play early, you have a right to complain. It's up to the company to make sure they're ready, especially an experienced company like Blizzard. Here's what I'll say in response to what Russell Stewart just said, because I do want to affirm something. I do. If you're going to do a beta as a part of a pre-order perk and a pre-order benefit, you should take some notes. Instead of doing a global open, instead of letting everybody into your beta all at the same time, you should do a time zone rolling beta. That enables you to get batches of people in and stabilized instead of trying to let everybody in all at once. That would be my only criticism to how they handled this. That would be a criticism for this Friday. This Friday, that's what you're going to be dealing with. You're going to be dealing with queue times because guess what? My Did I fix that? There we go. My fade was a little too fast. I bumped a button during my show open. This Friday, that's going to be a valid criticism. Why didn't you guys do a rolling beta unlock? This is ridiculous. You let the whole world log in at the same dadgum time? Why? Like, roll it. Roll the time zones. I don't care. Let New Zealand in first. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me at all. By the time it gets to me, there might be a queue, but it's probably going to be more manageable because you've been slowly letting in batches of people instead of letting every single person in at the exact same time. You should get the soundbite of the dude that calls people beta on YouTube. It would be hilarious. I've never seen that before. Sounds like a queue time with extra steps. Well, here's my thought, Warpath. If you do a rolling unlock, if you do like a rolling server open, and I have to wait for 25 minutes, and then you are in central, and you got to wait for 30, you know, and everybody's got to wait for a certain amount of time. Okay, this is the boss fight that I actually really enjoyed. He ticked me off because he aimbotted me to kill me, and I was very agitated. But I figured out how to dodge his acid. See how he, like, predicted where I was going? Um, I actually really enjoyed this fight my second time. There's really, really good mechanics uh, in these fights. I love the you get potions every time you get one of those arrows down. I think some of these fights are actually more enjoyable by yourself because you kind of have to manage the mechanics, the telegraphs, the timing, uh, and the potions. Like, it really, really is fun. Anyway, anyway. I would rather have like a controlled uh, a controlled queue time instead of like you just let everybody in all at once and the queue times just keep going up 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 because it just the line's getting longer and longer and longer. I'm willing to bet 
that isn't the gameplay servers, it's the authentication servers. It's always the authentication servers. Yeah, and Zubair, if you're correct, my solution would help mitigate that. Alright, we got uh, got New Zealand in. They're all kind of queued up. They're slowly getting authenticated. Alright, now let's bring in the East Coast. Alright, East Coast. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'd, 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 have, you'd do it in batches... And so it would be far more controlled. Instead, you let everybody in all at the same time, and your authentication servers are like, what the, the heck? Lona, which boss uh, was harder, this boss or the Tree Sentinel? <laughs> this boss wasn't that hard. This boss wasn't that hard. I just had to figure out that when he throws the acid, you want to back away. I was trying to circle fight him, and he kept getting me anyway. He kept getting me anyway. I was really mad because I ran out of potions and I thought, oh man, I, if I could get him, you know, all I needed all I needed was like one more slice on him and I uh, I couldn't get it. The boss fights are great. They kind of have that Lost Ark feeling. Yeah, I mentioned that in my show open, Paul. I said the boss fights reminded me of, uh, of, the, of the way they did it in Lost Ark with like the telegraphing and like, you know the attacks are coming. Um... Yeah, I, I really, really liked it. I thought it was really enjoyable. So here you can see I'm all out of potions. I got this guy dead to rights, and he nails me there. And I'm like, okay, okay, I've got to survive. I've got to survive. I'm playing my life. Aim botted me. <laughs> Aim botted me. <laughs> he got me twice in a row with those freaking po- acid tosses, brother. He got me twice in a row. That was the end of it. That was the end of it. The main boss, uh, Ashoka, or whatever its name, was absolutely wrecked us the first time it spawned. Oh, nice. Staggering it me- makes more sense, says Dave. If you have to wait in queue anyways, then who uh, cares if other parts of the world go fast? If the queue time will be quicker when it's your turn. That's exactly right. You didn't mean to say go fast. I think you meant to say go first. Here's a novel idea. Allow the game to be played apart from the servers and without authorization. That's not technologically possible because whenever they set up this game's backbone and infrastructure there are too many things that run server side uh, there's also server side checks for loot duping and other things like that there's, there's server side checks for cheating so you can't do that does that make sense like I get what you're saying that seems like such a logical idea well just let me play locally on my hard drive and then when, the, when there's a spot on the server Throw me on the server, right? I think too much of the game is interwoven with server-side behavior and server-side architecture, and it's it's processing things and doing things. You can't just all of a sudden not be online for a game like this. Vig Gaming says, not sure if any other game have done this before, but this game is doing cross-play across every platform, including old gen. That's pretty huge. That's also going to deal. That's also going to have issues with server uh, with server stuff. Right here's my second time fighting him. I play much better this time around. So I've got him to half health. I've got three potions. I'm being a lot more careful when he does those throws. I back well, not that time. When he does the throws, I was backing up, and that was causing me to feel uh, to do quite a bit better. I have to be honest. After the Twitter discussions this weekend, I thought you would have a different topic today. No, no. The people on Twitter that have zero integrity and zero character and want to continue to post libelous and defamatory things about me, they're just showing the world the type of person that they are. I'm not going to continue to deal with with people like that. It just isn't worth it. 
I had a guy literally post a video. He was like, this guy admitted to everything. And I'm like, you just posted a video that proves I didn't. You're not even watching the content you're posting. Like, that's how stupid they are. So, it just isn't worth it. It's not worth getting into. It, it, it's, it's, I'm just blocking and moving on. Because in a month, they'll all be on to something else. They'll just be hating something else. The only thing I didn't like about the beta was the constant rubber banding that persisted right through the beta. Hopefully they can fix this. I didn't have concert rubber constant rubber banding. I didn't. I had I had some in-game lag when I came into town and left town, and then I had some in-game lag on Saturday, nothing too extreme. It was pretty minor. If you want to play PvE or PvP, then you will be required to log in and have a different character. I don't play PvE or PvP, so me logging into the game after I paid full price is annoying. Wait, I don't understand. If you don't play PvE, what do you do? Do you just hang out in the character creator? I'm not trying to be mean, but what are you talking about? What the 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 entire game is PvE. That's the whole game. I don't I'm not sure what you mean by that. Makes sense to roll it. My local Six Flags used to let you pay a fee and then enter the fast lane whenever. Fast lanes were long, but an extra fee. Disney Times Lightning Fast Lanes are way better. PvP is DOA on D4. I don't think that matters. I don't think the longevity of Diablo 4 is going to rise and fall on its PvP. I really don't. I really, really don't. Why does it matter at launch? Just saying this isn't the first game to do it. What are you talking about, Jerry Main? Are you talking about the rolling you can in Fortnite? What's Vig Gaming taking issue with? Oh, cross-platform. Diablo 4 looks like uh, the earlier God of Wars. Is he blind or what? Oh, 809 Lion said that Diablo 4 looks like the earlier God of Wars. I'm not familiar with the earlier God of Wars. Never played them. Smart move, in my opinion. Engaging will keep you locked into that never-ending discussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they think it's some kind of victory. They're like, oh, he's trying to hide because he's blocking. It's like, I'm streaming every day, Monday through Friday, on a 26,000 sub channel. I, I don't know how that's hiding. I blocking you on Twitter because you're scum. Like, that's pretty it. That's pretty much it. When you were co-oping against a mob or a boss, did it ever feel like Gauntlet 64 to you? Or does it look that way but not feel that way? You know what's funny, Derek? Asmongold brought up Gauntlet in his thoughts on the game. He literally brought that up. He said it's it, at some level, he's like, it's just so simple. It's like Gauntlet, you know? Red Wizard shot the food. He made that reference. I was like, we just talked about this the other day. That's so funny that even Asmongold's bringing it up. So, yes, I think at some levels that is. That is one of the appeals of Diablo is it basically just captures it just captures that old gauntlet feel. Now, I, w- I want to know why when I'm playing by myself, can I not make this full screen? I saw somebody with a full screen skill tree on PC is this something that's unique to console? Sliding everything over like that? Is there... Is I didn't see anything in the settings to give me, like, full screen anything. No full screen skill tree, no full screen character menu. I don't have Diablo 4 yet, says Thrifty Gamer. Thrifty PS, PS game, Gamer. Just saying that there should be a single standalone campaign. Now that I know I'm always online, I probably won't be buying it. Like... I don't mean any disrespect. I don't feel like you've been paying attention. Right? Wait. Red... Click the stick? Red arrow? 
You can click one of the sticks to get full screen? Really? Is that on the screen somewhere and I just didn't see it? So is that anywhere on the screen? How did you guys figure that out? I don't see that anywhere. L1, R1, L2, R2, and close. That's all you have to do. What about inventory? Is it just for the skill tree that lets you do that? Or is it or is it the hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, the skill tree doesn't show that you can do that anywhere. Does it do it on on the abilities tab? Okay. But does it does it say that anywhere? I'm not seeing it. That is so weird. Look at the red arrow. Oh my gosh. It's right here. I didn't see that. I'm looking up here and I'm looking in here and I'm looking down here. I didn't even see that. Figured it out by accident. Isn't it funny how like a really good UI, a really good UI, and I just didn't see that. I t- I'm like, huh? What are y'all talking about? That's amazing. Did any, am I, come on, don't make me feel like an idiot. Did anybody else totally not see that? I didn't see that. I can't be alone in that. The UI does need a little work. You can also go into settings and switch on advanced settings to view more information on items. I thought that was something to, uh, so it is. I thought that had something to do with the quests. $5 tip from Thrifty PS Gamer. What am I missing? Seriously asking. Is the game not always online? Also, you weren't rude. Okay, no, yeah. The game's always online, Thrifty. When I said you weren't paying attention, I was kind of saying, like, Diablo as a game? If you were setting your sights on playing this game and you're surprised by it being always online, again, I'm not trying to be rude. It feels like you're not paying attention. That's that's part and parcel to the experience of Diablo. It's an online game. It's like, yeah, you're on, you're online, you're playing online. Uh, I, that that's that shouldn't be a shock to anybody. East Coast Overlord with a ten dollar super chat. Boo hoo! He won't interact with me on Twitter. Surely this is the only place where he talks and has an audience. Some people need to stop being terminally online. Love you, man. Keep it up. Thank you so much. I mean, let them have their victory over there on their little empire of dirt. Like, there's nothing. Who cares? People like that uh, are in a race to the bottom. They don't listen to facts. They pair it off each other. They celebrate someone blocking them as some kind of a badge. Like, weird flex for them, but okay. Right. Yeah, like, you were so unpleasant and awful that you got blocked. What a What an amazing badge of honor. I didn't see it. I also got to level 22 on the sorcerer, not knowing how to enchant a skill. Well, I don't know how to enchant a skill. Or did you mean to say enhance a skill? I also didn't know that as a barb, you can select what weapons your skill uses as part of the arsenal system. Blizzard will hopefully explain their stuff. I can't be the only person who thought the Diablo 4 Barbarian was not that great. I don't play Barbarian, so I thought, okay... Maybe I'm just playing poorly because I had a great time with the Sorcerer. But when I played as the Barbarian, I was like, this guy is not good. He's freaking weak. I couldn't get anything done. My wife was tearing it up with her rogue. And I'm like, I feel like I'm just swinging and not doing anything. The quest where you had to emote somebody in a stable. 
uh, was cringe. I did. I didn't care about that. Now I have hurt by nine inch nails stuck in my head. That's right. Well, I have it in my head, but it's being sung by the man in black. Is this unbalanced or am I stupid? That's how I felt. Barb was pretty nice, I thought. Um, You need to do the side quest for Sorcerer to get the enhancement slot open. Oh, I don't think I've done that yet. Either I've done it and forgot. I mean, there were some local quests in the one village that I hadn't done yet. Maybe I, maybe that's what one of them were. Is it the one where you had like the white icons on the town and you had to go do like the, just like listen to them talk? about making your potion stronger. I think I did that, and then I didn't pursue enhancing anything. I just went and did more missions. The barb weapon selection for skill took me a second to figure out, says True Savage. Lots of people in chat during your monologue were saying similar stuff about the barbarian, says Derek. How is itemization? Anything interesting? Or just uh, WoW-like gear? I'm not familiar enough with WoW to say that, to, to, to answer that. I thought the itemization was fine, I, but I can't make comparisons to WoW. It's not local. You had to go far southwest. Okay, then I definitely have not done that yet. They should really explain new systems in the game, like lucky hits and overpowering moves. It feels good hitting people, but not enough skills to bring the fight to some mobs. I want to be able to purchase a game and play it still 15 years later. I don't want to rely on servers to stay on. Drifty, what you want is not at all illegitimate. But it's out of step with where things are going. Does that make sense? It would be like saying, um, I'm trying to think of an analogy of, you know, how tech advances and things change. It would be like saying, I I don't want to get on the internet without using a telephone. I feel like dialing in with a telephone is more secure. I mean, that just went away. The trajectory of technology just left that behind. Um... I would prefer to watch television through classic cable instead of subscribing to services. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's not a thing. I love Diablo. I played one on the PlayStation 1, two on the PS4, and three on the PS4. Right, and nothing that you're saying is wrong. I just think it's out of step with where things are going. Like, this is just where we're headed. You're, you're, you're buying a game that lives somewhere else. Your character, the world, all of it, it all lives somewhere else. And, I, you know, in 15 years, that now, that now there, there is one consolation that I can give you. Hey, 20 minutes ago, three orders of Dark Rose to Team Dark Rose Zubair. Guys, make sure you're getting your coffee orders in. You can get a discount on our triple threat. Thank you to all the new subscribers today. Make sure and give some members and smash the like button. Those are two really great ways to support this video. We have been streaming for one hour. I've not run a single advertisement. If you're watching the past broadcast, you'll get an ad like every 20 minutes or so. But when you're here live, I don't do it. We live off the members. That's how I'm able to do what I do is your support down here in this corner. You aren't buying a game. You're buying access. That's true. And I'm going to blow your mind but that's actually true of so many games now that aren't even online games thrifty you might not realize this but there are a ton of games right now that when you buy them you're buying access you don't own them that's been a that's been a subtle shift in the gaming market the last couple of years so you can play a game that's 100% not online but you don't own it you don't own it. You have a license to play it. 
even if it's an offline game, that's true. The moment a looter has PvP, always online becomes necessary to maintain gear integrity. Isn't buying access modern gaming, says Quiet Shy. Most games do that now. All you're buying is a license. That's precisely it. I am not defending it. I'm not saying that that's good. I happen to really dislike that reality. I don't like that I don't own my games. I don't. I find it to be irritating. That I don't really own my games. I don't like it. I'm I'm powerless to stop it. This is just where things went. This is just how it is now. Can you remove the strobe effect when hitting... Uh, but not outlines. I'm not sure what you're asking, Dustin. There were some things you could turn off. Yes, one of them I think was a strobe effect. Is this done by Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo? Yes, Thrifty, yes. Like I said, I'm going to blow your mind. A lot of the games that you buy now, you don't own. You you don't. It's, it's logging into PlayStation to verify your license when you play it. There are certain games now you buy it and if your PlayStation hasn't been hooked up to the internet for like a couple of days it'll be like, hey, you need to plug in we need to verify your license or we're going to kick you out of this game after 15 minutes or whatever I'm not telling you it's good I'm simply telling you how it is this is how it is right now Game Pass won't like 14 year old games shutting down what difference does it make to Game Pass if a 14 year old game shuts down Game Pass is a rushing river. You think you think Game Pass cares that in in seven years there's going to be games that launched you know this year that aren't available anymore as far as servers go? They don't give a crap about that. There'll be new games to play. There'll be new games to shove in your face. That, that's they're playing a quantity game over there. One ancient game shutting down won't impact their funnel of people. Peon with a five spot. Thank you so much for the super chat tip. Guys, keep in mind, you can gift one member at a time. If you're going to do that, I would rather you do that over the super chats. But if you check and see if you can do it on mobile. It's not been added to all mobiles. You can hit the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat. Thrifty says, because it's all Game, it's all game Pass has. Well, that's not all Game Pass has. I mean, if, if, if Microsoft can, can land a better cadence of games, then the Game Pass funnel will have a, a, you know, a, a better funnel as time goes on. Game Pass's biggest problem isn't that they don't have games, it's the cadence of games. They don't come out close enough together. Eric Drake says, I think all in all they did a great job managing all their server issues. I thought for sure I was never going to get back in. Yo, what's good, Hellfire? Hope you and the fam are good. Thank you. Out with the older, in with the slightly old. Well, no, that's what I mean. If they can hit a better cadence of games, it won't matter if, if a live service game or some game that requires license checking, you know, shuts down. That won't matter. You also have to consider what I'm saying. Listen listen very carefully to what I'm saying. They just check to make sure you own the license. So as long as it's a purely offline game, it shouldn't affect you in 15 years. You'll go to play a game that's totally offline. Let, let, let's take Ori in the Blind Forest as an example. Let's say in 15 years you still have a working Xbox or you have an Xbox ecosystem login that allows you to play any game that they have record of your ownership of. All it's going to do is check the license. It doesn't matter if that studio is closed down. It, it doesn't matter that the game's no longer getting patches or updates. None of that matters. None of that matters. They'll check that you own it. 
and they'll let you play it. Like, that's the issue. The thing is, is you don't own the game, you own a license. That doesn't mean that you're going to get blocked from playing the game in the future just because. Now, sometimes you can run into that. They ran into that with UB because UB was doing something with DRM and they turned off the servers that would check the DRM. But that's rare, I think. I don't think that's going to be as common. You seem very leveled and look at just the facts. It seems like you shoot down the middle. Well, if you if you read Twitter, you wouldn't know that. You know, they'll tell you that I'm like a a ravenous, hateful Sony pony, but I, I, there's no evidence of that. It's just their own insecurity. You know, like I state facts about the acquisition, and they all get freaking flustered. I've never seen more Jimmy's rustled. So many two brain cell Jimmy rustling over the weekend. It's like Jiminy Christmas. In 15 years, I might be dead if I can play now. Cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, in 15, that's fatalistic. In 15 years, I might be dead. <laughs> I'm just going to have fun now. <laughs> no evidence yet. We continue to search. Shut up, Zubair. <laughs> of course, they don't care. It's completely anti consumer. They don't want to allow you to preserve anything. Ugh. I think that's too dichotomous, Quintar. I think I can be fair and say I don't like the fact that I don't actually own these games. But I don't know if I can call it anti-consumer. Doesn't it only become anti-consumer when it's p- directly pitted against me? How is it directly pitted against me? What what What's happening with the games that I don't literally own? I own the license. What, what's, what, where am I being harmed? Where? Well, hypothetically, Lono, in 15 years, you might not have access to those games. Okay. Like all the VHS tapes people have no way of really watching anymore? All the cassette tapes and CDs that are, that you might be hard-pressed to enjoy in your car? RT Mayday's collage of replies and Twitter banners was pretty good. I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it, Eugene. I got into an argument with someone in chat a few weeks ago who insisted that the ability to sell his used disc means he owns the game. As if you can't transfer licenses, people don't live in reality. People have literally tied their entire identity to their game console. I had a discussion last night with, you know, some 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 men that I consider to be, you know, wise men and 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 you know good good people to have around me and we got talking about that the integration of of an external thing into your identity and what it does to people and i just saw that on full display over the weekend it's like you feel so threatened by a simple analogy like the, like the simplest, most basic brain-dead analogy I could come up with to establish fiduciary duty, and people are like, they, they feel insulted in the core of their being, and they attack me with just ruthless hate and viciousness. And it's like, that's all it took. I just, the fragility, just so brittle. 
brittle children just fragile infants on the internet but we can still use old VHS tapes it's not supported anymore Bayonetta you can't go buy in the store a VCR you can't go to the store and buy a cassette player the industry moved forward do you see what I'm saying like you you own it but you kind of don't own it does that make sense I'm saying when the when an industry moves forward and you suddenly can't do something anymore that you used to do, that's I I, I struggle to label that anti-consumer. You can they just don't have them at Best Buy, right? And and Zubair, track with what I'm saying. Most of these games. It's not the best analogy. It's just putting on display that when things move forward and you lose the ability to do certain things, calling that anti-consumer, I struggle to, to see that as a substantiated position because you could make the same argument about really old games. 15 years from now, you could have maintained a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X and, and be able to play those old games that suddenly might lose support in the future. Right now, you could find a working PlayStation 3 and play those really old games and things that you, you don't have access to anymore, right? The only way this becomes anti-consumer is if they actively start shutting those games off. Like, yeah, you bought the license for Ori and the Blind Forest 10 years ago, we're no longer honoring that license. Well, then you could say, wait a minute, that's anti-consumer. You just took something from me that I paid for. I've, I haven't seen that happen yet, with the exception of like one DLC and one Ubisoft game that used DRM. A better analogy, your old cell phones don't work on the new towers anymore. They are now bricks. That's the cost of better networks. That's, yeah, that's a slightly better analogy. We have to accept it and move on. I'm not saying that I like it. I'm not even defending it. I'm just saying I don't know if I can go all the way as to calling it anti-consumer. The only example of anti-consumerism is Ubisoft. The rest is just the industry moving forward. And it seems like the platforms are establishing an an industry standard that you always get to take your games with you. This is one area where I will applaud Microsoft. Microsoft is setting the stage and saying, your games come with you everywhere. And that if they maintain that standard to where their ecosystem in, in, in 15 years, if I boot up a television on fiber optic internet and I can play Ori in the Blind Forest because they have the record that I own the game, then I'm like... That's thanks to Microsoft. Like, they made that a standard. That that's my game for as long as the, their ecosystem's in existence. Like, I'll give them full marks. I'm like, that's actually a really good treatment of the consumer. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm suddenly in support of the acquisition and I think they're like, they're, they're the most pro-consumer company out there. But I think that that's a pro-consumer move that we can celebrate. But that doesn't mean that you're guaranteed that every time. I can't believe we're not talking about Mommy Lilith. She's pretty She's pretty nice. She's pretty evil. I love the scene where she came into the church and she was like, 
Sin is their birthright. I was like, oh my gosh, such good writing. I don't appreciate all these analogies that aren't food-based. You could buy a Series S and uh, make today's games look 15 years old. Oh, stop it, Paul. How many standard? How many companies keep their standards, though? Borderlands 3... Unreal? Jedi Fallen Order Unreal? Tales of Rise, Atomic Heart, Stray, even single Arkham games? What are you talking about Unreal for, Omar? Does anyone remember when you were young and you thought you'd never be uncool and behind the times? Now it's all, no, nothing can never change. The church scene is so good. I thought it was excellent. People think that their PS2 games will work forever, have a rude awakening coming up when they get all out of the basement, says Derek. The oldest disc media, CDs and DVDs, are well into the time frame when they will start to fail. And that's assuming the laser and the drive on the playback device even still work. Right, right, like... I, again, again, you gotta understand something that we're talking about. We're talking about Diablo 4. And we're talking about Diablo 4 is always online and we got, we went down this rabbit hole because there was someone in chat, I believe it was Thrifty. Thrifty's like, I don't like a game like that. I want to own the game. I want the game to be on my hard drive. And I was like, well, I got a rude awakening for you, man. Even, even non-live service games, you don't, you don't actually own them, right? you own the license so that's what took us down this 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 rabbit trail uh do me a favor guys and give me just a few more likes in the video let's hit that let's hit the 300 like milestone and maybe shoot for 400 there's 650 people here we should easily have 400 likes that helps more people find the video that helps more people get in here if you want to join the conversation i would love to know what you thought of the diablo 4 gameplay uh in the diablo 4 closed beta would really appreciate that uh, that actually would help us help push the member goal a little bit higher help do all of the things no you didn't hijack the show thrifty I was just orienting everybody to how we got here I like to let people know like how did we end up on this particular subject it's linked to Diablo 4 it is tangentially because this is a movement I've been telling people for a long time I'm like the live service evangelist I think live service is the future. I think more and more games are going to do it. Instead of being ideologically opposed to live service, I think we should be in favor of good live service practices so that we sort of sift live service games through a sifting bowl of value and quality as consumers so we get good product. Instead of being like, I'm anti-live service, live service is the devil, you're not going to achieve anything. You're not. You're not going to stop this from happening. This is coming. Sony's building 12-something live service games. More and more games are going to push toward live service. You're better off accepting that reality and coming up with a paradigm of values to say, if you're going to build a live service game, then these are the things we should be on guard for. These are the things that we should reject. These are the things that we should not support. Good live service games are amazing. Look at Final Fantasy XIV after its reboot. Right. You have Final Fantasy XIV. You have Path of Exile. You have Elder Scrolls Online. You even have Diablo III. Uh, you have No Man's Sky. You have Destiny 2. Um, there are plenty of games right now that are ongoing that have maintained their player bases, maintained their margins, and kept people happy within reason. You know, there's obviously highs and lows. 
some games get low and then come back and get better. It just takes time, or sometimes they get stuck. Terminal Stupidity is going to gift five members and take us to 11 on the day. Thank you guys so much. We are 20 days into the month, and you're about 500 away from the next milestone of 3,000 members if you want to see me do a Just Dance stream. You guys have maintained member quality enough that we will do another doubleheader horror game weekend next month as well as a Star Wars watch party. But the Just Dance stream is going to take a little bit more. Chris Goyan, Raven Health, Google Eyes, DefSide, and Alberto Reyes. If you guys just got a gifted membership and you want to pay it forward, you can gift one member at a time. You do not have to gift in batches. If you're like, oh man, I, I can take care of my own membership, pay it forward and gift to somebody else. Long story short, uh, they just have to be good. If Sony makes 12 live service games and 10 fail, they'll go bust. Well, I think that's one of the reasons they bought Bungie. They want live service expertise. Yo, my man Legend with 10 months of membership coming back in with a member plus. Mm, Thank you very much. I wouldn't call Diablo 3 live service. They don't get regular content drops. Like calling Black Ops 4 live service. Yeah, it's an ongoing game that continues to get updates and seasons. I don't know what else you would call that. That's a live service game. a, A game that continues to update itself and add new content. Well, the content being thin is not what's in question they're, they're on like what their 20th something season I don't even know what the season count is too that's a live service game live service light but it's still a live service game Skatenator with a 5 month renewal on that membership just tuning in on my break here by the amazing content and member streams I've been watching the VOD of the devil in me and I'm loving it yeah if you want to watch those VODs as members guys there's a devil in me playlist my wife and I played through that it's really really fun uh, and then we played Diablo 4 uh, on Friday. That was a great turnout. A lot of people saw that video. Really appreciated the support for that. And then we did the Star Wars watch party on Saturday. D3 was a poor attempt at live service. Diablo 3 was a poor attempt at live service. Really? What? Probably one of the single most influential ongoing content models in the industry and you're you're gonna say it was a poor attempt at live service do you mean when it first launched or over the last eight years you need to qualify that over the last eight years diablo 3 has had the greatest impact on live service structure it impacted destiny it impacted no man's sky Diablo 3 has impacted the market. Like, people look to that game for ongoing content model of, like, okay, how can you keep things going? How can you keep things fresh? It's like copy... It's literally been copy-pasted into No Man's Sky. Like, you don't have to like it. I am not arguing that you have to like it, but really? They've, They've supported and had the game going for eight years after practically falling flat on their face. Halo Infinite would like a word. Yeah, you want to look at a failed live service game. Yeah, Halo Infinite has entered the chat. Diablo 3 has lost so many players. That's not an indictment of the game's as that's not the an indictment of the game as a live service though. I'm comparing it to Path of Exile. The live service in Diablo 3 was tacked on in my opinion. I'm never going to argue that Diablo 3's live service elements are endemic to the game or baked into the crust of the game. I'm never going to argue that. They are 100% tacked on. The, the, the Rift system 
was a great idea, but it is very much one shade of color. You run riffs. They're procedurally generated, right? You, there, there's, there's themes every season for you to, like, chase stuff. 100% agreement there. D- zero. I didn't have my scene switcher on. Zero disagreement from me on that reality. But that doesn't mean it hasn't been a successful live service game. Name a good live service in your opinion. I mean, he just he just named Path of Exile. Yo, my man Rob V coming in, gifting some members. Who else wants to take a swing, man? We got some we got some people swinging today. We got Terminal, we got Casual Grinder, we got Rob swinging those five spots. One goes to PK Ziggy, Ferk Malurf, Bellex, Zach Walton, and David. Thank you guys so much for being here and getting a gifted membership. We are close to the daily goal. I thought this this little sequence was excellent. I really liked it. I don't like how my character looks, but I really like this sequence. I like this I like that character. I thought it was awesome. Make sure if you guys got a gifted membership that you get into the members only Discord and make sure you consider paying a gifted membership forward. Five bucks and you can gift one to somebody else. Is there going to be uh, drama? The bots attacked him. I'm here for the rebuttal. I I don't I don't have any plans to do a formal rebuttal. If 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 people want to be libelous and defamatory on Twitter, even people who are considered like respected members of the gaming press, they display their character and integrity to the world. There's no reason for me to respond to liars and bad actors why no point if the press wants to cover the full story then they can email me if they want to continue slinging mud and lying that just shows the kind of people that they are I don't need to respond to people that are beneath me with respect to character and integrity I've not played Diablo 4 yet did they bring back the auction house no they're not going to bring back the auction house the auction house hasn't been in the game for eight years. Yes, Lone Wolf, he did. Yeah, he did. He went further than what he did before. Said some pretty awful stuff. Like, libel suit level stuff. But, you know. <laughs> did I hear about Lance Reddick? Yup, I did. Very sad huge bummer to lose somebody so suddenly very talented guy my first experience with him was in lost you've got a lot of work to do mr lock like he was excellent in that <laughs> there are thousands of games that that use unreal epic did not remove unreal based games from steam that's just completely and utterly false there are games that came out this month using unreal and you guys are debating unreal what are y'all debating about you become paralyzed with rage when you had four out of four potions and a new one dropped with an icon the size of a planet uh, and you had 97% health. <laughs> no, I just use the potion and pick it up, Hilly. I'm always topping off. <laughs> I'm always topping off in Diablo 4. Always. Just like, oh, I'm at like 95%. There's a potion on the ground. Nah, top me off. And I pick it up. Why? What are you going to run back for him later? <laughs> what are you going to run back for him later? 
I hope they fix the optimization issue. I tried running with no changes in performance DLSS, and it was pulling 30 gig of usage on my RAM. Oh, golly. That doesn't sound good at all. Uh, Asmund's reaction to Sorcerer versus Barb was hilarious. Stopping off. That's right. I love Sorcerer. I thought Barb felt terrible. Turn the shadows and the textures to medium, and it dropped to 18. Gee, many Christmas. He kept making this statement that Epic removed games using Unreal. I asked if he meant tournament or all games. He said, what I copy and pasted above, I responded. Oh, okay. Hmm. 30 gig is a lot. That's a ton. I don't, that, that doesn't seem right. Something's wrong there. This game could run on a potato. Like, they put out the min specs for this game, so I, they've got something optimized real bad if you're pulling 30 gig of your RAM. That doesn't sound right. I said they will remove all the Unreal franchise games, not games based on the Unreal engine. Why? Are, I don't understand why you're in here debating that. What does that have to do with what we're discussing? Removing all Unreal franchise games. Like, what put you on that wavelength? Love Sorcerer, looking so, looking forward to Necro. Yeah, Necromancer and Druid this weekend. I'm very excited because I'm way more interested in playing with a Necromancer and a Druid. The, uh, like, Barbarian, eh. I wouldn't mind trying out a Rogue uh, non-range because my wife was playing range. And I really like Sorcerer, but I just, I've always disliked Barbarian, so I tried one, and I was just like, I, I must not be playing right. The Barb felt good until you see what a Sorcerer can do. I didn't see a graphics mode on PS5. Is there one? Uh, the menu in the, the Diablo 4 beta, the menu on PS5, it was pretty limited. I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could change anything. It was, it seemed like it was pretty stripped down. I so I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have that. Did they even have that as an option? I noticed memory leak when I tabbed out. It shot to 32 gig. Woo, you got a blue screen of death. I would bet you got a blue screen of death. Gee, Christmas. It's like dropping an anvil on your on your on your rig. That sounds terrible. Barbs will probably even out in later levels like in Diablo 3. Yeah, I've always hated that as a pushback, though. I have always, 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 always hated that as a pushback. Oh, you know, they get better in the later level. Okay. I don't want it to feel like garbage when I start out, though. Like, you know what I mean? They got to feel good in the beginning. You pretty much have to have leaping strikes as a barb when playing solo. Otherwise, ranged enemies were a pain. That's what's crazy, Victor, is I was playing with my wife and she was on a rogue, a range build rogue. And I was like, this should be the best combo. And I felt like trash. Barbarians are gear dependent and having a good barb in your party is awesome. Sorcerers are always awesome. (laughs) Does anyone know how to take off the noise when the tree stump or the body on the floor gets highlighted? It's so annoying. I don't know what noise you're referring to. Don't devs usually explicitly say betas are not balanced? Uh, I don't know if they came out and said that about this game. I mean, that could be part of the beta. Balancing the classes. Barb has two really good setups to start thorns. Oh, thorns and bleed. I was having fun as a barb, clearing rooms faster than my buddies. I, like I said, I'm 100% 
willing to table and consider that it was my fault. I don't play as a barbarian, traditionally. I've always been the guy that'll play as monk, sorcerer, uh, druid, necro, witch doctor, you know. I've just, I've never ever been the guy that wants to play as the barbarian. I, I've never liked it. I, I, it doesn't matter what the game is, you know, even in, even the melee based guy in Borderlands 1, you know, a brick, it just was never, it was, it's just never appealed to me. It's never appealed to my, my play style and, and sentimentality. They wanted to see balancing. Whirlwind was good too. Diablo 3 isn't even balanced when it comes to leveling. Some classes are way better than others, says Tovo. Oh, Peon is saying, I was talking about how they shut down live service on topic. Okay, so you were on topic. I wasn't trying to be, like, pushy, Peon. I was genuinely curious how you got there. Like, okay, there's going to be companies that shut down live services. Okay, that is related to what we're talking about. Um what we were talking about I should say Omar says if you're talking about Unreal the shooter prior to it becoming tournament or championship the game died two decades ago they pulled a two of those games yeah I guess Peon what what do you have to substantiate your claim like are you saying that you have inside information have they stated anything you know for a fact they're going to be pulling Unreal games in the future I plan to main either mage or necro, 100%. Same, I've always been a ranged type of player. Chasing mobs around in an ARPG is just not that much fun. Melee just isn't my play style. Yeah, yeah, it just, you end up feeling like you're, yeah, you're like you're, you're on like some kind of a rabbit chase. <clears throat> the only barb-like classes I could ever get into and won barely was on World of Warcraft. Warrior, Paladin, and Death Knight were fun but I still preferred Shadow Priest or Rogue-type classes. Omar says, I was too. I kept asking if he meant Unreal games or games using the engine. I'm talking about all Unreal games. This is a confusing response. Yeah, you gotta qualify what you're talking about, Peon. It sounds like you guys might have argued needlessly based on a misunderstanding, or maybe you're talking about something that we don't know about. Barb still felt underpowered, says Graydon, even with sick legendaries, but Barb also starts off slow uh, oh, Barb also starts off slow in Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 by comparison, and they ramp up towards the end game. Oh, got my back to pop. That felt so good. If you guys are enjoying the show, consider doing all the things that helps the show out. We've been streaming for about an hour and 40 minutes. 50 more likes on the video will really help us out. It'll get us to 400 likes. Consider becoming a member. We have very generous people here who gift members all of the time, but when you pay for your own membership, it makes room for others in the pool to jump in and get a membership. And uh, we appreciate all the people that have contributed lately to that. We're getting a very, very strong suggest today. So if you clicked on this video because it was suggested to you on any of the places on YouTube, we appreciate you clicking on the video. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed so you can talk in the chat. Make sure you're doing all the things uh, that are free. Even if you just say good morning in the chat, that's helpful. I like the Poison Trap Arrow Rogue build. I did a barb during the beta, says Salty Butta. I never do melee builds, and this reinforced it for me. Chasing mobs and not being able to stand during boss fights due to them dropping poison pools sucked. Yeah, you've got to try to like save your dodge to like get behind them. I was running into that too with the with the poison pools. 
You've been spending too much time around Lono. That's a terrible joke. What did Eugene said? I feel sorry for this barb woman. Y'all keep crap talking. She's trying her best. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. Yo, it's good kicking it with Timmy B. Good morning. I'm doing my part. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, Rich. Good afternoon, Lono and chat. What's good, Silver Shadow? Uh, 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 either Sorcerer or Rogue. Maybe Necromancer when when it's out as a class. Yeah, this weekend you can pick Necromancer and Druid. They're unlocking those ones. Off the Grid says, I get a sound from things on the map that get highlighted that could possibly have an item or gold hidden. Like the bodies on the floor that you have to press X. I don't get a sound for that. Did you turn on something in the sound settings for like, um... There's like sound things in games for visually impaired players. Did you accidentally turn something on? Is anybody else getting the sound that he's talking about? I I don't think I ever I don't think I ever experienced that. Either that or I just flat out ignored it. I think you can turn on different things in the settings and maybe you bump something on. Yo, it's good Trayvon. Must be an accessibility setting. No. Yeah, I think you turned on an accessibility setting off the grid. <clears throat> Eugene says, you're just mad I made it first, you bear. Melee DPS has always had a rough time on bosses in these types of games from what I have seen. I don't get sounds. There were ping sounds. I have to figure that out when I walk past five highlighted things that goes crazy. You can toggle it based on rarity. Yeah, homie. (laughs) You turn something on in the settings, it's pinging everything is what it sounds like. It sounds like you accidentally set it to ping every every rarity type. Like if it's a dead body, if it's a bush, if it's a rock, it's 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 pinging. That's not on by default. You must have done it by mistake. Good morning, Lono and chat. Says a Myrtle Turtle. I can't wait to try Diablo 4 this weekend. I had the choice of either pre-ordering it for my wife and myself or buying us a whole new wardrobe. We decided to be actual adults. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to do adult stuff. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Like, my in-laws will be here this weekend. And I I couldn't be happier that, you know, the gaming... The gaming cycle's heating up, and one of the biggest games of the year is doing its open beta and grinding it and testing things out and trying out different builds and characters. Man, I'd, that'd be really good for the business, you know? But here we go. Actually, my wife said I could get work done this weekend. She's like, that's fine. I was like, yeah, if you guys want to go hang out, I'm getting work done. <laughs> like, we've been, we've been squeezing blood from a stone for months, and as soon as things heat, heat up, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I, don't care if, I don't care if people come to town. I'm getting work done, man. <laughs> the business the business has some priority here you chose poorly that's right was Lono just using a different uh, UI setup what did Tovo say Tovo talking about UI I'm not even seeing what he said how high up did he say this Omar no does Diablo 4 UI adjust based on input? Like it's different for keyboard and mouse or mouse and controller? No, I don't think so. These sounds are driving me nuts. Yeah, that sounds awful. 
Barb has grapples, leaps, and stomps. You have a lot of abilities to draw enemies in so you don't have to constantly chase. I couldn't get into a place where I felt the barbarian was worth a darn. I really, really couldn't. I just it did I just couldn't get him to a place where he felt good. I know the point of Diablo is you only have a limited set of skills where you can have like a hundred keybinds on WoW, but I did feel a little limited even on controller. They could have done more. Well, but you have to remember, my sorcerer got to the point yesterday. No, I played on Saturday. When I played on Saturday off stream, I went back. I suddenly had armor that unlocked chain lightning and a lightning spear. And so you you see across the bottom there, triangle, R1, L2, and R2. I had that all filled in. Man, I was just constantly spamming stuff. I was just abilities left and right. It was like I was freezing. I was, you know, you know, throwing lightning. I was chain lightning. I was putting fire out of my hand. I was just, I was just mowing, mowing through the enemies. And I do think you've got to remember that. There is a power fantasy element to the game where as you play you get more abilities and then you will feel like you're picking between what you think are the best and the strongest builds you know i i do i think that that that's going to be common and you can't look at like the first 25 levels which is like one fourth of the level cap and say oh yeah i just felt like i couldn't do enough leveling experience is one thing it's hard to know how they will play with a full kit right like, yours was on the left-hand side, mostly. I have seen it centered. Oh, yeah, I mean, when I was playing with Madam, too, like, it shovels all my stuff to the left side, and she's on the right side, so. Yeah, Lono's health and magic are stacked, uh, and they're across from each other on all keyboard and mouse gameplay I saw. Oh, right, right, right. My, yeah, my game is very much... Um, left, everything's left anchored instead of being, instead of stretching across the middle. Yeah, I wonder, is that a setting in the UI that I can go change? Instead of having my abilities across the bottom, they are all on the left. That is interesting. I didn't really notice that until just now. Did Lono end up getting his ultimate on any of his characters? Because I'm not sure if he noticed that terrible design choice. I don't think I did. What's terrible about the ultimate design? What's bad about it? Oh, PC has a different UI. Really? He looks like a strong, independent woman. Got tough skin. Doesn't let the small things affect her. You think she's the one pushing for the dress code change? To allow for Chainmail Fridays? Oh, you guys are pushing the barb joke further. You can change it in the settings. I do mine in the middle. Thank you, my name is Nerf. It looked dope that way. I liked your setup is better. Really? What platform is this? This is from my stream the other day playing on the PS5. It takes up a lot of your skill bar instead of having a dedicated button combination. Huh. Sorry to ask this again. Had to go to a meeting. Can this game be played solo, single player, or is it better to do co-op? Yeah, you can play it solo, Lion. I played the first day solo. I actually think the boss fights have a a very different experience when you play solo. You gotta be a little bit more on your toes. Now, you might not be able to push the difficulty high out of the gate. You're gonna need to get get to 
you're going to need to get to a better place and have a better build if you want to raise the difficulty. But I was playing it on the normal difficulty and I felt fine. I didn't raise the difficulty. And playing by myself, I think I died once, maybe twice, and I thought it felt great. Now, obviously, late game and end game might shake out differently, but the hope would be that by the time you get there, you've you've built yourself, you know, pretty strong. Late to the Diablo talking points, how did Barb feel? I didn't think that Barbarian felt very good at all, but again, I don't typically play Barbarian, so that could be part of the problem. I I just I felt weak. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I could get a strong build going. It was extremely frustrating. Um you know, it it was it was it was extremely it was extremely frustrating. I felt like I was constantly, you know, taking a long time to kill people, taking a long time to you know, to hack my way through. It was just one of those things where it's like my wife was on a range rogue build and it, it just felt so much better than my build. So much better. Here's a little education for you. And people are still after me. Still after me. Holy moly. Let them do it. Let them do it. Let them attack. I think I'll play like Cowboy, play all games on easy. Yeah, I think you can have a great time with Diablo on easy. The world boss was fun. I was able to do it at level 20 and we finished with three minutes left. Definitely excited to see what the other bosses are like. Yeah, I was kind of bummed I didn't get a chance to check out the world boss. I want to check that out this weekend. Why can't we get more comments like you in here? Someone who doesn't jive with the game but doesn't call it trash. Whiskey Neat says, looks good but not my type of game. I hope everyone's looking forward to it. Has a great time. Yo, where's Whiskey Neat's badge? Can we get some gifted members? We gotta get Whiskey Neat back into the member pool. What's going on here? Can't can't have that. Can't have a level-headed you know, calm, charitable person in here without a badge. I I can't abide that. My one complaint is the beta area kept raising the enemy levels to my level and made it feel like I was never above level. Seems like early access would keep a lower enemy level. I actually love that. Because that means every fight is meaningful. Every loot drop is meaningful. Instead Instead of portions of the game turning into cannon fodder that's meaningless and you you zip through it like it's nothing. You just zip through it like it's ribbons of, of, you know, confetti. I'm trying to get to some gameplay for you guys. If you're just zipping through, like, oh, it's just like confetti. Like, I don't ever feel like that's a good way to treat the game. I feel like if the game's kind of stays with you, it keeps things relevant. I like that a whole lot more. Level scaling is fun. Yeah, I hated that about Borderlands 3. You end up over-leveled within, I don't know, two hours of playing Borderlands 3, you're over-leveled. And so main quests fall behind you if you do side quests. So all the enemies, all the loot, all the rewards are just stuff to take to a shop and sell. It turns it into a it turns it into like a trash compactor simulator. I've been slammed at work on this day, and this may be a repeat. What are the specific thoughts on PS5 versus PC? Why PS5 or PC for Diablo 4? It's just easier for me to play on PS5. I can play in my living room with my wife very simply because we have two PS5s. I played on PC on Saturday because my kiddos were using my PS5s and it didn't feel any different. 
I don't see any I don't see any reason to to play on PC other than like in an instance like that where like oh yeah that's what I need to do that's 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 what that's where I have to play you can change uh, combine the interact pickup and basic skill in the settings you can change that Victor can you do that on console or just on PC that was driving me freaking nuts like I don't want to pick up things with X I don't I just automatically pick everything I would be fine with me I love over leveling it makes my grind feel worth it I mean everybody has different preferences I have found I've always found being over leveled to be annoying because it turns so much of the game into just nothing it's all frivolous at that point PC is better because more responsive controls that isn't true and the graphics are slightly higher on the texture front maybe depending on your rig that's also not true you might not be able to push everything up on a pc depending on how strong the rig is and the controls are not any more responsive i play with a i play with a controller you run any strongholds no combine interact and basic skill oh it's literally a checkbox I don't think I saw... Oh, you, that's on your Xbox Series X. Yeah, I don't think I saw that. What happens if you uncheck that box? Like, what happens? How do you pick things up? How do you interact? Does it does it assign them to different buttons or something? Or is, or is picking up a hold or something? Witcher has an option to turn off or on item scaling. It's really great. I had an issue on a ranged rogue with the mouse where he wouldn't turn 180 degrees fast enough to kite and shoot and would end up shooting in the wrong direction. Took me three tries to get the level 27 stronghold, says Jeffrey. The feeling of being powerful is a nice thing to me. Elden Ring did that fantastic. I don't feel... Okay, so this is this is subjective, right? I don't feel particularly strong when I wail on weaker enemies. I feel strong when I beef up and can go take on something strong. Now again, that's subjective. Everybody's going to interpret power and strength differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, that to me is is not, it's not an objective thing. It isn't. Want to run a stronghold before the beta ends? Wait, I thought the beta was over. When does the beta end? Will you have to make a new character when the open beta starts? No, your closed beta progress carries over into the open beta. However, your beta progress does not carry over into the launch of the game. Your build in Diablo games is what makes you feel strong, not your level in my opinion, says Nick. It also is a fine balance, though, says Abe. You can't go too far in either direction. Right. Oh, it's over in 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Then who? Oh, 3 p.m. Eastern? It ends at 3 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, Abe. You don't want the game... You do not want the game to feel like everything is a sponge and you have to be optimized in min-max to fight every boss. I think that's terrible. But I also think it's equally terrible to be like, 
you reached level 25. There are entire portions of the game that are now irrelevant to you. Right? That that's silly. It's like wait a minute. Like so now all these dungeons, all these enemies, all these fights, the loot that drops is worthless. The enemies are super easy. They're going to melt like butter. I I don't think the game should turn on itself and cannibalize itself. Now, somebody could push back, and I think this would be very fair pushback. And they could say, yeah, but Lono, why not turn that on once I'm done with the game if I want it? If I want to get to the end of the game, turn around and have the whole game scale to me, that's totally fine because then the game elevates all portions all activities all bosses all environments it elevates it it elevates it to you know a new up to up to relevancy for me i think that would be fair pushback because that was something i always said with borderlands 3 is just let me turn on world scaling i want the enemies and the gear to scale to me so that everything i do is relevant and exciting People are like, well, you gotta beat the game and then roll it over, and then when you roll it over, everything scales to you. Okay, so the first playthrough is meaningless and stupid? Come on. Like, that's that was always my my pushback. Was was it come on, let me let me do you know let me do the thing that I wanna do. Let me play the game in the way that I wanna play it. That would be how I would approach it. Oh, it looks like some guy quote unquote debunked my um my Starfield theory. It was just a fun theory. I had no idea that people were gonna get so upset at that. They're like, cope harder, pony. I'm like, I don't need to cope. I have a Series X. I'm gonna buy the game. I'm really gonna irritate people with that one. I'm like, I got a Series X, I'm not even gonna play it on Game Pass. I'm gonna buy Starfield. I'm a bigger fan than you. <laughs> I'm going to create a short. It's going to be a short of me having the option to install Starfield with Game Pass or buy it. And I'm going to buy it and say, I'm a bigger fan than all you freeloaders. That's all the short's going to show. You want to call me a pony? Yeah, would a pony do this? <laughs> Let you play how you want to play? Absolutely not, says Chapter 8. Enemies have to scale because the point is to get a build going with a skill rotation and gear synergies to keep up. Yeah, like you have to feel a sense of like, is this build going to work? And if you're just slamming through everybody and slicing through everybody, you don't get a sense for how strong your build really is. Wait until they find out that we have Game Pass and we're buying Starfield. Yeah, yeah. Might make their heads explode. Yeah, what are you going to say now? What are you going to say? They'll only talk on Twitter. <laughs> it's funny how people mauled so hard over everything. Ah, yeah. Hey. Phew. I, Dude, you want to react to my content? Fine. Right? As long as people on YouTube hit above the belt, I don't care. If people start making content on YouTube that's libelous and defamatory, well, we're going to have a different conversation. It's going to it's gonna include my partner manager. 
but as long as they're keeping the hits above the belt, then I don't have any problem with people reacting to my content, my argumentation, or debunking my stuff. I don't care. How do you debunk your theory? I've not seen how he debunked my theory. Now, I did see screenshots of an Aaron Greenberg tweet that I had never seen before where he was like, this is absolutely never going to be... He didn't say never, but he said something to the effect of, no, this is not a timed exclusive. I think he said it in 2021. Don't quote me on this. Please don't quote me on this. I don't know where and when he said it. The whole point of my video is that the strategy may have changed and people are losing their dadgum minds. I was not saying, I literally had a guy just flat out lie on Twitter. He was like, this guy said that Starfield's going to be a timed exclusive. I was like, I didn't say that. I said it was a theory. And so I put the clip of the, the first 10 seconds of the video on the tweet. Like, why are you out here lying, bro? They might say you're crazy. I'm struggling to understand why anyone would buy Starfield who has Game Pass. Because I want to help the commercial success of the game. I think that's more important than installing it and playing it. I want to be able to see the Paragon tree so I can see what to put points on to and get ready to plan that far out. Yeah, I could see that, Jeffrey, but that's part of the game's appeal and the mystery on day one, isn't it? Like, if you know everything right now, I don't know, that's like looking under the under the hood of the... Of the the Christmas tree and looking at all your presents before they're wrapped. Some guys took the Starfield video and put a nasty spin on it, saying that you're coping and that you're a pony. I just, I, I don't care. Need me to hang out a bit in here, Lono? Yo, it's good, Teddy. No, we're good, man. We're good. They don't come to YouTube chat. They can't hang with somebody that can actually speak intellectually and like break things down and complete thoughts. <laughs> I think my favorite tweet over the weekend was. Colt Eastwood misunderstanding my analogy and saying that he corrected me. I think that was my favorite. I corrected him. He misunderstood the analogy. (laughs) I think it might have been the first time some people heard the term fiduciary duty. I really do. They were having a real hard time. Someone's like, legally obligated? So they're going to go to prison if they don't do it? (laughs) You can't. You could hear, you could hear the steam. You could hear the steam coming out of their tiny brain. <laughs> Fiduciary, d- legally obligated. Is Jim Ryan gonna go to prison? <laughs> oh my gosh, it was too much. I was like, these are real people. These people exist. They have jobs. Like Creature says, there are people that rely on you. There are people that rely on you. You're responsible for people. Oh my gosh. There are the level, the level of dumb, the level of dumb. It was, it was remarkable. (laughs) It was remarkable. (laughs) It was that it was either, it was either a complete misunderstanding of the analogy There's no way Burger King could buy Coke. That's not the point of the analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think? Oh, golly. It was great. It was great. Oh, I forgot. There's the new Star Wars thing today. Oh, it's the official story trailer. I'm glad we didn't book around that. That's probably not going to be worth anything. 
It'll be exciting, but it won't be worth a show. Gameplay is fun, but that stuff, not really. I mean, in theory, depending on how and why he executed an action, he could land in prison for it. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you can't end, you can't end up in white collar prison for for you know for nonsense as a C suite employee. You can actually, sure. The folks on Twitter are so dumb they make me look like a world-renowned, educated person. You're not going to get a decision on the APA deal. Oh, this year or the next? Oh, I don't know. Stuff got pushed back to May now. There, one one regulator's in April, the other one's in May. You make arguments assuming people have the ability to think through them and process them, and people are just stupid. I do. Oh. Like, you could sense the insecurity. You could just sense it. It was It was like plain as day. You could sense, like, I don't understand what this guy's saying, so I'm just going to attack him and malign him. The Coke analogy would work better using Walmart and Target. I just tried to use a company whose primary revenue stream is not Coca-Cola. It's a secondary revenue stream. Estimates are 5%. 5% of the annual revenue of McDonald's, you know, $23 billion. McDonald's, you know, pulls in $23 billion annually, and 5% of that is from Coca-Cola. That's a ton of freaking money. And these ignoramuses don't understand that a business has to protect all of those lines. The whole, like, McDonald's would be fine. Oh my gosh, that's not ever what the point was. The point was they're responsible to protect to protect that income it's like it's literally what they're supposed to do that's the whole point of the of the clip and the clip was literally making people's heads explode like that, that that's what they're supposed to do they're responsible to protect their line items i what's so hard to understand about that i, I don't get it even if it's only five percent of their annual income that's still a ton of money when you bring in 23 billion and 5% of it's from that from this from this relationship if that relationship is threatened you're going to protect it because that money is helping all your margins it's keeping shareholders happy uh, you 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 can't just shrug at that that's fine <laughs> we sell more cheeseburgers anyway like oh my gosh it's just unbelievable it's unbelievable how little these people understand about business just literal basic like community college business fundamentals and they don't get it it's like i you 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 can't you can't you can't be helped you're blinded by your allegiance i worked at a pizza shop for years they made a 300% markup on coke fountain drinks right like i, I don't think people understood it was like th- i was literally just trying to establish that i want you to imagine being a very very big and successful business i want you to imagine a portion of your revenue coming under threat and then protecting that revenue you're doing your job you're doing that's what you are supposed to do your shareholders would have every right to sue you if you shrugged at a five percent profit disruption they'd be like you just stood idly by. You didn't do anything. What, you didn't try to get concessions. You didn't try to push for any regula- regulatory oversight. You just let this happen. They would sue you. They're like, what are you doing? We just lost millions of dollars. 
Fountain drinks are their primary pro- uh, primary profit drivers typically. Oh, the um the thing that killed me too with the McDonald's analogy. I had a guy tell me he's like nobody goes to McDonald's just for a Coke, and I'm like, that's actually not true. I could tell I could list ten people personally right now that I know that'll never buy food from McDonald's, but they go through the drive thru and get a Coke. My wife will never buy a cheeseburger and eat it from there. She won't. She gets a Coke. Her sister, her mom, her friends. She follows people on Instagram that, that that's what they do when they go to they go to fast food places. They just get a soft drink. They go through the drive thru. Like that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. I've seen too many content creators across a variety of topics show a lack of understanding of how the world actually works. Like, they don't know how much they don't know. That fountain coke they have has crack sprinkled in it. It's a proprietary recipe, too. That's the other thing people don't understand. The analogy worked quite well. Can we get 22 more likes on the video? McDonald's Coke hit different? They literally pay for a proprietary recipe. You can't get that flavor anywhere else. It tastes different at McDonald's for a reason. It's slightly more syrup or something. Forget profit disruption. A decrease in profit margins from the previous year causes large businesses to go crazy. We only made 2% more profit this year, but we made three more last year. Right, exactly, SDO. It's, I, they just don't, it's, it's so frustrating because, again, we're talking about just Bush League pedestrian understandings of business function, and they're not even at that level. They're not even at the level of, like, entrance course, like, freshman in community business college. They don't even have that ground-level understanding of business function. And they're out here talking about a $70 billion acquisition like you're buying, uh, you know, a, 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 a football at Target. Like, they just, they don't, they don't think beyond brand loyalty. They just don't. They're so blinded by brand, brand loyalty, it's made them stupid. That's why we say never go full. Like, the reason we say never go full is, like, you've gone so full that you're just embarrassing yourself. You're just embarrassing yourself. A freshman in community business college would make mincemeat of your content. They would make mincemeat of your content. Like, what are you even talking about? It's not even about being a a Sony pony. It's about, no, it's just basic coverage of what's happening. Just basic facts-based coverage. And they all came unglued. It's like you could feel their 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 like they were on the verge of so many people were on the verge of having a brain aneurysm. It's like, dude, settle down. Oh my gosh. It's not the lack of knowledge for me. We can't be experts in everything. It's the lack of hesitation, the lack of questioning yourself, no self-awareness. Yeah, just assuming, presuming and assuming you've got this all figured out. You got to you got to you got to understand something. One of the reasons a lot of my positions on this have formulated over the over the months and years that we've discussed this is I've got a lot of really smart people in my chat that educated me because I was not I was I was definitely more Xbox leaning guy. I was definitely more of an anti Sony guy in my in my initial outings and we couldn't even cover Sony content. These people are like this guy's just making it big, you know, being a Sony pony. It's like we couldn't even cover Sony stuff a year ago. Nobody would watch because most of my audience was Xbox. 
the more we researched and the more we looked into it, the more we covered, I was just like, I don't like how Xbox is handling anything. I don't like how they're handling their their IPs, their employees. I, you know, and then I look at this acquisition, I'm like, I don't like this either. And then it, it, nobody has the ability to think in nuance. Like, well, you're just a pony. Like, oh my gosh. You should have a hot take for each platform every other week uh, to see how many platforms fanboys rally for you and against you. Purple could it, to be impacted by Amazon layoffs, 9,000 more employees in the coming weeks. Purple's, purple's not long for this world. <clears throat> purple's not long for this world. I remember Lono being on my side. <laughs> Would you look at that? Yeah. There's a storm coming. There's a storm coming. Tovo says, I appreciate that take a lot. There's no humility. It's not even a lack of humility either. There's this aggression. There's this insecurity. They immediately insult me and try to smear me. It's like, look at what you're doing. Look at what you're doing. Zero investigative integrity. Zero character. They just instantly shred me and try to harm me and hurt me. It's like, wow. Wow. This is so personal for you. It's so personal that, that you, you go on a war path against somebody that you've never met and know nothing about. I, that, I just I just think they look pathetic. I really do. I think they're pitiable people. They're pitiable. I think all their platforms are, are all their platforms and channels are not long for this world because they'll just paint themselves into a corner like every other biased media outlet and then eventually no one will care. You'll have to bang the drum for the audience that supported you. You know? In in the song by Project 86, Another Boredom Movement, he says, your time in the spotlight will fade. But then he goes on beyond that. He says, it'll end at the same hands from the pigs that made you. Like the idea that the people that you're playing the fiddle for, these ravenous people, they will, they'll murder you the minute they get the chance. You can't cross them. You just can't. And I just, I'm going to continue to try to create something different. You know, I, I've, I'm not going to suddenly lose a ton of my following and support because I, you know, I make an anti Sony video or I disagree with something Sony has done. Making content on the internet is like driving in traffic. Humanity's just different in that context. It's so much worse. Yeah. I think one of the things I liked about how they did some of these areas is they're not afraid to put really big enemies in some of the smaller areas. I liked that. Cuz you got these guys here, but then you'll have like the and then you have like the big bro like show up and start slamming the ground. I'm excited to play Druid and Necromancer. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of bummed that they spread them out like that because I was way more interested in the Necro and the Druid, you know? But what are you going to do? I did not finish Act 1, no, Andrew. I'm going to try to this weekend, which is unfortunate because, you know, I got so far on my Sorcerer, and if I start over with a Druid or a Necro, I, you know, I don't know if I'll make it. No, I know you're not being fatalist, Tovo. I know you're not being fatalist. 
I'm not I'm not I'm not bothered or concerned. I'm not bothered or concerned. Like I don't disagree with you, but I respect uh, that you're true to yourself. Thank you. Two kinds of people applies to all things, including traffic and content creation. I'm in it to win it, and we are all in this together. Figure out which person is, and then that, and then they make sense, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not going to make any public responses unless I unless I feel like my hand is forced. And there was one particular person that I feel like he's forcing my hand because he's going beyond just saying. Oh, here's an article. Ignore this guy. Like he's actually posting libelous, defamatory statements about me, calling me certain things. And it's like, man, you're going to force my hand, bro. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to go down this road. Just leave me alone, bro. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to call your coverage out anymore. I'm not going to name your name anymore. You've, you've shown the type of person that you are. Like, you're unworthy to be named in my public content. Like, I'm not doing this because this is what you're going to do. But if you push this issue, you're going to push me and back me into a corner where I have to defend myself. And you're not going to find it pleasant. You're just not. You're not going to find it to be a pleasant experience. MM2K gonna push the goal on the members a little bit closer. 17. That's a brand new member. That's not a gifted. Thank you so much, MM2K. Guys, we are eight members away from our daily goal. When we hit 25, I have to give five. Thank you for being here. Make sure that you guys just saw it. Use the P word. Yeah. Yeah, Eugene. That's not that's not him just linking to an article anymore. You've now crossed the line. Like, come on, bro. Just leave me be. I Like, I did a video. I quoted your article. I said you failed to substantiate your claims. And this is the road you want to take. Bro, you're going to push me. You're going to push me to a place I don't want to go. Like, I would just prefer to keep making content. You know? I, I don't know why you had to... Why, why you got to pull those kind of words out. They're, they're libelous. They're defamatory. They're false. <laughs> you got no... You got no backing to claim that. You're putting yourself in a bad spot. Putting yourself in a bad spot. I, I don't want to do this. I've done this before and it's not fun. It's not pleasant. <clears throat> Let's slam through this member goal. Let's slam through this member goal. I want to gift I want to give five members. I want to give five members and uh we're going to be covering Diablo 4 quite a bit on the channel. So this is a these are always a great time to enhance and grow our uh, our member pool. I think this is where I run into the butcher. Have you guys seen this footage yet? Watching Asmongold, he played barbarian and sorcerer. He enjoyed the latter way more. Yeah, I had the same experience. I had the same experience. Sorry, bro. Meet the land of the brain dead. Don't worry. Just keep fighting the good fight while others fight uh, for what's best for a logo. Just saying, says Eugene, the UK courts have been forcing some apologies lately because of stuff that they deem slanderous. Yeah, that's where he lives. Isn't that where isn't that where he lives? You you want to throw around terms like that, brother? Okay, that's fine. Maybe there's somebody in the UK I can talk to about you and and your attempts to 
your attempts to harm my band, my brand and my business. Maybe let's do that. Let's have that conversation. Like I said, it's not going to go anywhere pleasant. You want to issue a public statement and fix it? Uh, balls in your court. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just so, I'm just so over it. <clears throat> I'm so bummed. Ran so many dungeons and cellars, caves, never experienced the butcher. Guess I'll have to endure the open beta weekend to try again. Yeah, he's brutal. He absolutely trounces you. He just, he just, he just absolutely trounced me. Now, with him being random, can you can you increase the likelihood of him showing up? Because th- th- can, can you increase the likelihood of him showing up? Let me go back on the map and show where I was. Is are there areas where he's more likely to spawn? Hang on, because before I go in here, I think I show. Yeah, I was in Mercy's Reach. Mercy's Reach, which was, I believe, kind of up north. Or is it purely random? Can he show up in any dungeon? The butcher dropped on me and absolutely slaughtered me. I was dumbfounded on how unprepared I was for that experience. I wasn't just unprepared. I didn't I was underleveled. Like I couldn't even hurt him. I mean I didn't I didn't even make a I didn't even make a dent in his in his health. Who in the UK do I need to scold? We, we, we can talk about it later, Valiant. <laughs> My sorcerer class is super high DPS with the Arc Lash. How does it feel to say Diablo 2, my favorite Diablo? There have been people that have said that the skill trees are... Um, the That the skill trees are uh, more like Diablo 2. So take that for what it's worth. Like I played Diablo 2 so much in the past, but I don't remember enough to draw connections between Diablo 4 and Diablo 2. But I've had a lot of people say a lot of the early game previews that I read, a lot of the early game press that I read, that's what people were saying. Like there uh there, there are people that are people that are saying like, "Hey, like, if you like Diablo two, this is a blend of Diablo two and Diablo 3. I saw a lot of people saying that. I don't know enough about Diablo two, you know, to to comment. I do think the way the skill trees play is, I I think it's better than Diablo three personally. Personally, I think it is. So if you guys want to see the butcher, this um, the, as far as Diablo Four beta gameplay, the butcher people that were looking for him, he showed up here for me in Mercy's Reach, and he absolutely obliterates me. Like I don't think I even I don't even think I move his health bar. My build got stronger as I played with my sorcerer too, so I don't know. You know, my build was a little experimental and not quite you know refined or polished at this point. Um though did i play diablo 2 resurrected not for very long the lack of potion stacking i I just couldn't do it yeah see like i hit him there and i mean his his health didn't even moving i think i got like maybe maybe two percent off yeah 
four percent. He he has arrows. He has two arrows for health potions. And I don't think you can freeze him either. I think I tried to. And it, oh, I don't have freeze yet. That might have helped me because I set up my freeze to make people vulnerable. Yep, down to one potion. He's just an absolute monster. I prefer the D3 purely on the aesthetic level alone. Yeah. He does not let you get away either. He does not let you get away. Because like I was like, well, let me just run through here. Maybe I can just get past him. Nope, he grabs me right there. I was trying to run away. I was literally about to go through that door and like make my escape. And he grabbed me. He freaking hooked me. I was like, I'm getting out of here, bro. Does the booker say, does the butcher say, oh, fresh meat? <laughs> no, I don't think, I. well, I don't know. I don't think I heard him say anything. The directional movement and the skill tree are totally influenced by D2, says Anung uh, Unrama. Well, there you go. There's somebody saying that it, uh, that it is, uh, it's, it's, rooted in in a lot of D2 Mm. yeah you can't freeze the bigger bosses that's kind of a bummer for source yeah, I think it still applies vulnerable though, doesn't it? I think mine still applied vulnerable when I did it, like once I had it leveled for that. So, I think I think one of the dilemmas with freeze is that if you can freeze a big like a big enemy like that, it can kind of throw off the design. Say what? Fresh meat? Yeah, I think they're saying that he said that in the past, right? I, I'm assuming I'm a, I'm like I'm a big Diablo guy, but I don't have all the little nooks and crannies memorized. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Okay. Um. Can we do another? Yeah, we can. Okay. I can't wait till June 6th, taking down the Overworld bosses with friends. It's going to be really, really fun. It's going to be really, really fun. I just hope, um, I just hope that we can, we can get consistent support for gameplay. That's always been a bit of a struggle of ours is that I am known for being a talk show host. And when we do gameplay, people tend to bounce so my hope would be is if we kind of reserve Diablo for like afternoon play sessions, come over the updates, come over the patches, the blogs, and, you know, get a clan going, you know, do all the activities. If there's weekly and daily resets, stuff like that. Really, really hoping that people can kind of catch that vision and give us a place in a game that we can kind of cover at length. Not, that wouldn't mean that the channel becomes a Diablo channel, right? We would still do a daily talk show in the morning. This would be more something that we would do in the afternoons. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. The results on, on Friday felt pretty good. But again, when it's a day one thing and there, there was tons of people getting disconnected and tons of, tons of queue time. So everybody flocks to YouTube to be like, 
you know, hey man, what's going on? Why can you play? I, I would like to play like that happens pretty regularly. Diablo 2 for skills, defo. The skills weren't capped as low in D2. Uh, you could put like 20 points in one skill, but you could also mess up a build hugely in D2, says Hilly. Yeah, I like that you could just invest in some of the earlier skills to make them strong instead of like spreading yourself super thin, you know? Yeah, we'll be doing a Reforge clan. Yeah, I don't think there's any point in setting up a clan in the beta because everything's going to get wiped. But we will 100% be doing a clan, yes. And we will probably reserve the clan for members only and we'll funnel everything through the Discord. So that's a great reason to become a member, to gift some members, to get into the Discord. We need eight more members and I'll have to gift five. You guys are kind of running out of time to do this, but uh, eight more members uh, and we want to get as many people as we can in the door to experience kind of like how our community engages with games and, and stuff like that. Asmund does both, and I only engage with his talking content, not his game content. It's perfectly doable. You just need to have a, a process to split effectively. Yeah, you need people that want to show up for the, you know, for the afternoon stuff. Yeah, here's if here's what happens if you try to go too far in the beta. If you try to go to like the edge of the map, or not the not the edge of the map, the edge of the zone that they you know that they put into the beta. Member gang, that's right. That's right. <clears throat> thank you guys for getting us to 400 likes on this video thank you to all of the new subscribers today I greatly appreciate it we do have uh, some good stuff today uh, to show you another solid video we are going to hang out with members and debrief a bit about everything that's been going on um that's an opportunity for folks to kind of just get my thoughts on some things and we don't have to worry about putting out some stupid, you know, public thing. Um, but also, also, we've, we've definitely got some, some stuff that I want you guys to see. A new, a new game. Uh, a new game. You can stun the butcher, but it ain't easy. I did it several times during our run-ins over the weekend, but it hasn't helped me get past him. Yeah, I do think that might be a shortcoming. Uh, that could be considered a shortcoming of the 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 randomness and the procedural generation stuff. Because what that can turn into is if you really, really want to play in... Uh, y- y- if you really want to find the butcher, um, that turns that into that right you you turn it into like a well i didn't get to play him i didn't get to see him because of you know because of randomness like i always feel like that's kind of frustrating like it's one thing if a if a if a piece of loot won't drop because of randomness i think it's a completely different thing if like you can't experience a boss fight or an encounter or you know what i'm saying like if you can't experience something because of RNG, I do think that hits a little bit different. My boy Foxy Games just gave you a shout out. A shout out where? I don't, and I'm not familiar with Foxy Games. Like, gave me a shout out on Twitter, YouTube. We've got people. Oh, 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 Foxy Games. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. He follows me on Twitter. He sent me a DM this morning um, 
and I, you know, I said, hey, thanks for the support or whatever, because you know it's it's getting kind of it's getting kind of nasty on Twitter, but you know, Twitter Twitter gonna do, uh, Twitter gonna do what Twitter gonna do, you know, that's just Twitter's mo. That's all they know how to do to a certain extent. We're not concerned. It doesn't it doesn't affect our content. But I appreciated his shout out. I appreciated his DM. He he followed me. He reached out, you know, he's like, hey man, just wanted to know I appreciate your content. And I was like, hey, I appreciate it. Oh, he did it on his channel? Oh, that's really sweet. That's really nice. I appreciate that, man. That's really kind of him to do, you know. It is channel channel is uh you know 37,000 subscribers so I appreciate it very very much it's nice when people decide to do that even our boy Doc Dark did a little reaction video to me you know appreciated it <clears throat> alright you guys I, I'm uh, you guys I'm gonna throw down the gauntlet you have seven minutes I was going to try and give you eight minutes for eight members. You have seven minutes for eight more members. We have not missed this member goal since November. We were going to try and have a year-long streak. We need eight more. I'll give five. Then I've got something brand new for you. Reaction to something that Skillup also reacted to that it was a game that we were all looking forward to that I'm I'm kind of worried is, uh, is not going to turn into a game worth playing or a game worth touching. Yo, what's good, Dan23? How are you? You don't find the butcher, he finds you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody needs chat needs to wake up. I don't know where y'all went. Where'd y'all go on me? And we hit that window where everybody takes off. After playing a lot of D4 this weekend, I gotta say I'm pretty sad to go home and not have D4 to play. Had a great time. Can't wait for the release. Yeah, I was bummed. My weekend was really, really full, so I only got to play a teeny bit on uh, Saturday afternoon. I would have played a bunch with my wife on Saturday night, but we had to do the Star Wars watch party because everything got pushed back because of the power outage a couple weeks ago. Like, the power outage weekend was supposed to be doubleheader horror. The following weekend was supposed to be Star Wars, and then this weekend was supposed to be all Diablo. And I was like, yeah, I, 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 we had to shuffle everything, you know? After playing a lot of... Uh, I already read that. Yo, Vengeance says, let's do this. He's like, let's do this one at a time. Oh, and he got somebody that's been here being a really, really great contributor to the conversation today. Vengeance gifts one member. It goes to Thrifty. Taking it down to seven. You guys got five minutes. A couple singles in a five spot will do it. Good to see Thrifty get in there. Thrifty, stick around. We are going to do a members-only debrief. I know people probably want a debrief. On everything that's been going on, but also just on, uh, I got a good video for you guys today about Atlas Fallen. Atlas Fallen looked like it was going to be a great game, but it's uh, it's 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 looking pretty weak. There it is. There it is. There's six. There is six. Abe coming in swinging big, along with Lone Wolf putting us on the doorstep. A twenty-four out of twenty-five. We're going to be taking these people hostage. Good to see Kellinator get one. DS, Capono, Vitus, Sam Thompson, Luke. You guys all got gifted memberships. That's what we want to see. One, two, three, four, five, six. And there it is. Lone Wolf caps us off. Bam! We don't miss. But Quintar says, 
I'm going to throw it off. <laughs> Quintar is always so generous. He pushes us to 30 members just like that. And it goes to Sword Tower, Soy 2 Mangs, Bubba and Data, uh, one next level, or on the next level, and then Big Evil 52. And Obey the Nut, you guys all got gifted members. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. If you guys just got a gifted membership, man, stick around. Stick around. I got good stuff for you. I got good stuff coming. We got we got a brand new video for you to watch. We got a members-only stream for debrief. Going to be a good, good time. Don't go anywhere. And I'm going to gift my five now so that I don't forget. I'm going to gift the five that I owe now so that I don't forget... This is a nice reward for sticking around and watching the show for two and a half hours. You guys are the absolute best. There's my five. Paint it forward. Saying thank you. Quintar was uh, making sure just in case my check bounces. There you go. Alright, here comes mine. Delante Capers, Steve McCormick, Los, Shin Sakai, Pain420. There you go. You guys are all now members as well. You guys are in there. You're in there. When's the members trailer stream Tuesdays? Yeah, yeah. New trailer Tuesdays. This last Tuesday, we didn't even watch a single trailer, though. We were getting caught up in the... um, In just... I don't know. At some level, I gotta say something when stuff keeps happening. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, I didn't even try over the weekend. I mean, I just threw out a video on Saturday thinking, this is a pretty good analogy. And it just lit the dadgum world on fire. It was... I was on the phone with Creature on Sunday. I was like, it's not my fault! <laughs> I was like, it's not my fault! I didn't say, I didn't call anybody out! I didn't do anything. I just put out a video. Is there a little delay on stream these days? I have switched to normal latency, Valiant, because it got, we were getting so many blips. <clears throat> we were getting so many blips on low latency... And Chapter 8 and a couple other people said, I watch streams all the time and they don't blip this much. And I think most people just stream at normal latency. So I know it cuts down a little bit on my response time, but it's so much better than how many blips we were getting. We had virtually no problems last week. And it affects viewership. It affects the strength of the video. Our, our streams have been stronger. So, what's up, Lono? New schedule at work so I can finally hit the live shows now? Well, good to see you. Good to see you. Well, I gotta send you guys over to a video. Atlas Fallen released a bunch of new info and a bunch of new gameplay, and I'm a little worried it's gonna be another Forspoken. So, please click the link in chat or ride the redirect. Once that video is over, I'm gonna hang out with members for an end-of-day debrief, okay? So if you're a member, ride this redirect or click the link. Do a favor for me, and when you guys head over to this Atlas Fallen video, give it a like. Get it to 100 likes really, really quickly. That'll help that video. I really think people need to pay attention because this looks like it could be another Forspoken. Alright? It looks like it could be another Forspoken. So, click the link in chat or ride the redirect and I will see you guys over there for the uh, for the debut of a premiere about Atlas Fallen. Bunch of new details as well as gameplay. I'll see you guys over there. Thanks for your support. As soon as you get over there, smash that like button. There's 400 of you and then we're going to hang out with members after for a debrief.